Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Just a quick backstory to this episode. Uh, Jared was uh, recommended to me by Anthony. They had known each other for years and uh, said he was an interesting guy, Anthony, who also joins us on the show today. And Jared just recently started his own podcast called Brownwater Banter. And we decided to just get together and kind of talk about podcasting and other things. Anthony being a uh, driving enthusiast that borderlines the pro level talks about some bad driving habits which me and Jared relate to and, and get into a little spiel about that and just a bunch of other things you can go to the show notes and see all the points we talked about otherwise we'll just get right into it subscribe to Coastal Noise at iTunes leave a feedback if you can a rating appreciated YouTube you can subscribe there Google Play and anytime you do that, you'll get the new episodes as soon as they go up. You can also go to coastalnoise.com to the podcast page and download the audio files there. Okay? Okay. Let's go ahead and kick it off. CNP number 72, Jared Seymour, Anthony Lozana. Oh, and just a quick disclaimer, since my guests were concerned about it. The first person you hear speaking is going to be Jared. The other one's Anthony. And of course, there's yours truly. I'm sure you would have figured all that out, but hey, I just made your life easier. What I was literally just saying. Oh yeah. Yeah, on episode one of uh, my podcast, we were drinking out of a uh, solo cup, and it was empty. And I was taking like a little, the little, you know, remaining water that was at the bottom, and it sounded like a tidal wave. When yeah. I listened back to it, I was like, "Holy shit, that was way louder than I thought." But we weren't monitoring. We didn't have headphones on because uh, Anthony's not you, the other Anthony. His uh, what's his last name? Patalo, Anthony Patalo. Yeah, he runs uh, popnutshell.com, popnutshell uh, podcast. We were in his little studio, and anyway, his um, head he has a headphone amp, so he can split. I don't know what you're running your your deal here through the headphone part. It's yeah, it's like a splitter. I guess that would okay. He has a little like amplifier and. Um, in, long story short it wasn't working so we didn't have any headphones on so i didn't hear anything we were doing other than just what you hear in the room mm-hmm. and then when i was listening to it back i was like holy shit that's yeah. so, that solo comes <laughs> like an amplifier it's really loud yeah. so you were talking earlier Stefan, about uh cheap ways to get started and stuff solo cup amplifier mm-hmm. recommend yeah exactly. podcast on a budget <laughs> you know that's funny because in surgery sometimes we, we when you listen to music We've put it in those big, we have big plastic cups, uh, like uh, basins that we use, like when you use suction or whatever, and you just stick your cell phone in there and it amplifies the sound. And <laughs> nice. we've used that more than once whenever the, the uh, in-house cool. sound is, is down. <laughs> when the studio sound guy is not available in surgery. Damn. We, yeah. Times are tough. Yeah. We had to cut the budget. Yeah. <laughs> sound man's out. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> and your shitty damn <laughs> universal healthcare system can't afford radio and <laughs> Oh yeah, you are in the medical field. It directly yeah, impacted. Directly the impacted. Oh man, y'all aren't gonna be cold if I turn that fan on. No, I love the Just fan. Get a little circulation. Yeah, absolutely. Damn, this is tight. These chairs are not recommend. <laughs> no recommend. Now I feel like all elitist. <laughs> in the uh, in the, uh, the rocker chair. Oh, chair supreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went into the, uh, so we were talking earlier, I went into the Wayward Kraken for the first time yep. last night, because I yep. keep hearing people talk about it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty cool setup, and you were talking about uh, potentially using it as a place to 
kind of set up for podcast recordings and stuff. Yeah, possibly. yeah, we're working on setting something up over there uh, on the side of same building, just on the side of his uh, establishment. There, um, we're still in the you know build out phase of uh, setting up a little recording studio, kind of like what you got here. Um, like I said, I'm pretty, I'm really impressed with this right off the side of your kitchen, which is super convenient. Uh, and like I mentioned, Anthony earlier, he's got the same type of situation in his garage where he's um, painted like all kind of comic book heroes all over the walls, walking dead stuff. It's all, all the wall is just like a mural of all things nerd as they call it, mm-hmm. as the nerds call it nowadays. And, uh, but I, I didn't have a spot uh, where I'm at right now. We, I don't have the room for it. So I was out already looking for something and, uh, ran in through Anthony ran into LB at the wayward Kraken and th- they've got like a really cool little vibe going on over there. I was very impressed with what they're doing. Um, they've, they've found, they found a need and have like exploited it in a good way. You know what I mean? They're, they're, he, he put it best and I would have never understood this. <clears throat> he said that like, if you're, if you're in a nerd culture, comic books, just, uh, What's some other stuff like uh, role playing games, board, Dungeons and Dragons, and all, all that type of like that culture? He was like, there is no, there was no other place for you to go, right? If you went out to a bar, you had to like watch sports or you know like be into music or whatever, which they do have music there. Like not, they do actually they do they live stuff live there. Music. Yeah, they do live music there. So I'm, I'm not saying that music isn't their thing, but they didn't have their own little niche, right? Mm-hmm. And you just had to kind of go out and pretend that you were either into that stuff or just kind of just accept it for what it was. And they created like this haven for people who are into that. They go there and like, if you go if you go in that bar talking about sports, not that they're not into sports too, but you're kind of the outlier, right? Like they're they're talking about like the new, you know, Nintendo stuff and the Star Wars and Technology. this, yeah, it, all kind of, and it's all shit that I like too. They're way more into it than I am, but I, I when I hang out there, like I'm listening, I'm learning shit, and I think it's cool as hell. So um, they 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 found their uh, their market there, and they're mm-hmm. doing well. Yeah, it's cool. I was reading because they have all those games, and you can go in and, mm-hmm. and rent the game, bring yep. it to your table, and hang out with your friends and yeah. play. Yeah, they all that. they charge they serve beer there too, right? They do. They have they serve beer. They can't get a liquor license as of yet because they are directly across the street from a church. church. Yeah, yeah, the di- arch, the diocese of Biloxi. Is what? Yeah, that's the tip- a law. Like yeah. You can't- yep. Oh yeah, that's a that's a big law. How is that mm-hmm. relevant? Like- uh, never mind. Oh, well, well, uh, there you never go. Mind. Uh, no, how would I know. question that? Yep. Can't uh, buy liquor now, on Sundays, but you can buy beer. That's normal. So why would I question anything? That makes a ton of sense, doesn't yeah. it? You I can know. drink the liquor that you bought on Saturday on Sunday, but no, you can't. Oh, really? No, just, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it made as much sense as the law. Yeah, though, right? that, like, that would make more sense, <laughs> right. actually. Like, I mean, it wouldn't. Be, At least it was cons- consistent. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, how but dare they, I they, question? They only have beer, but they do. Um, so LB is is part owner, and then uh, I hope I'm getting this right. They listen back to it like you screwed it all up. Uh, Cannon Blue is uh, she runs the kitchen part of it, so they actually they have a killer menu as well. I was reading their menu. Their it's menu was, looks pretty good. It is legit, and it's funny too. They've got all the yep. picture of the mm-hmm. dang quesadillas with Napoleon Dynamite, and it's a wrap with the fish face dude from Star Wars. Yep, yeah. it's a trap. It's yeah. that's the rap. It's a tra- or it's a rap. Yeah, it's a rap. It's uh, what's his name? Hold on, uh, General Agbar. Gen- yeah. yeah, it's a rap. But they, mm-hmm. they've uh, their menu is legit. And then they have uh, 
a game room. It's, it's all, this is all in one building. It's all attached to itself. They have different rooms yep. you go through. Uh, one room where she reads, uh, L, um, Cam Blue reads uh, stories to kids once a month or once, I don't know how often, but she'll read like Harry Potter from the book to them oh, or wow. whatever. Yeah. They have it all decorated with all the different houses. I th- do you, anybody Harry Potter? Yeah, I saw the Harry Potter room. Yeah. They have like a, a Harry Potter yeah, room, I'm, right? I'm so... This I is know. all at the Wayward Kraken mm-hmm. still? Yeah. I thought the yep. Wayward... I've never been. I thought it was primarily a bar. I thought it was a nerd-themed bar. It, it is, but it is a restaurant, and they're open during... Uh, I don't want to say... Well, I think they open at like 10 or 11, 12-ish. They're oh, open for lunch, yeah. you know? Um, and they do theme trivia yep. and things like that. And it changes. They do, you know, one Star Wars trivia. They did Friends trivia, that shitty sitcom from the 90s, <laughs> you know? They did that. They do. It's just, it's ever-changing. You can buy a membership, which is super cheap. I don't remember the price, but... Um, what is the membership for? It gets you in... Uh, I don't know if they're still doing it. I think they are. On Sunday nights... They'll when when they close, I think they close an hour or two early and then membership uh, people who have the membership there mm-hmm. can come in at that time or stay there at that time. And they do like private screenings of movies, kind of like you own the bar for those two or three hours. It's just yeah. you and the other members. And then any games that you rent or that you would normally pay for at the bar is free, oh, unlimited sweet. free. I was you know waiting I mean? for you to yeah. say that. That's, yeah. And that's it's not, it's not a, it's not a, like, it's not, it's 20 bucks or something. Yeah, it's it's very bucks. affordable. So you're so, just a higher ranking nerd. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Which we all love to pay for like, you know, rank. Yeah. Like Scientology. <laughs> right. like, you're exactly. the best. Exactly. Like, you get there. Well, I'm better than you because you see here, I have this little thing. Yeah. <laughs> I bought more midichlorians. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly. High ranking nerd. But I'm just impressed with what they did. They they found, you know, a need in the in a community and then they they ran with it and yeah. it's working out for them. How long have they been there? Has it been they over They just a made year? a year. A little oh, over okay. a little over a year. Okay. A little over a year. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I was reading one of the games. It was called Fiasco and it was like a book. And they've got so many games there that I, I know Candyland, I know Monopoly. Keep going. What what else is there? Sorry. Thank you. Uh, Uh, Rat Trap. Uno. Uno. Thank you. All games I know. You go talk to those dudes, and they start firing them off, and I I'm over there like look I don't know these games, and I'm like. They're looking at me like I'm a nerd or a dork or something. You know, like you don't know this. I'm like I don't know that. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Um, House on Haunted. I, I'm not even going to butcher it. There's a Star Wars game that they play, um, all, Dungeons and Dragons, which I think everybody kind of knows that. Yeah. You got to have a risk, right? The, uh, do you know how to play Dungeons and Dragons? No, I don't know how to play Dungeons and Dragons. Do you know how to play? Dungeons I have and a Dragons? general idea, but I've I have never no done it. clue how to play Dungeons and Dragons. But they do once a week. They do a free. You come into their. They have a big what they call the war room. Huge table set up because Dungeons and Dragons is like a. You have to play it like on a board, like bigger than Monopoly. It's, it's pretty involved, I guess. And they'll teach you how to play it for free. Oh, nice. And all this kind of stuff. They have people who are really... Yeah, I have a friend who uh, he's a little younger than me. You know, he's late 20s, about 30, whatever. But uh, he just got into Dungeons and Dragons with like in the last few years. And uh, he plays with his other nerdy friends and they get really drunk. And like he's told me stories and like... Hearing him tell the story, it doesn't sound like a super nerdy thing, like everybody stereotypes it to be. Like, it sounds fun. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm actually very interested in that, but, like, yeah. I don't play it. So, again, LB is the guy who, you know, part owner runs the Wayward Kraken, and then my other friend Anthony Patalo, Pop Nutshell again. They, when I talk to them on the phone, they'll tell me, like, 
oh yeah man like i'll call him like on a wednesday or something i'll talk to him yeah we just got up man we stayed up all night playing star wars board like they sound <laughs> like what 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 i hear them talk is like used to you went out and did drugs and went to bars and did that what y'all are talking about board games like what the fuck yeah. happened to society that this is now the norm the pendulum, you know what I mean yeah. the paradigm has shifted yeah here. the pendulum swings yeah. and like... I don't fit in and I don't like it <laughs> <laughs> you know I think it's funny I, it's a good thing yeah I call him a, I call him a Jim Morrison of uh, the nerd culture yeah so yeah like it's weird it's so mainstream now to be a nerd like yeah 10 years ago you got beat up for being a nerd now no. you get beat up for not being a nerd yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's weird man and I, well, I guess like shows like uh big bang theory or something is like oh yeah i don't know if that's you know oh, I, yeah. and i think it's good i think it's a good thing but it's made it more mainstream like you said it's, yeah. it's different it's fun it's fun it's uh cool to be nerdy so yeah like hot topic i haven't been in that store in years but i'm sure like right now you could just drive a few minutes down to Hot Topic and walk in buy some Nintendo shirt in the store. Whereas oh, okay. like twenty years ago, you could, if you wanted a Nintendo shirt, you had to like find some crazy magazine. That's I didn't like, know where you were going with that. I thought you were going to say I was like they're blended. Everything's blended together now. Yeah, Which but is I'm just good. saying like I I don't know. I'm not in school. I haven't been in school in a while. But I just I would assume in today's time, like in like middle school age like back when i was in middle school you like that was the kids that got beat up were the yeah, nerds. yeah. whereas now no. i would assume like even the jocks are like oh yeah like i'm really into like you know mostly first person shooters but still yep. video games just yep. video games are not lame anymore like mm -hmm. even the like jockiest most like did you, you ever know. see the new 20 what was it 21 drum street the new one with the i can't remember his name Anyway, they 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 made a reference to that in the in the movie where the nerdy dude went back to high school now and the jock guy went back and the jock was not cool because he was into sports yeah. and he didn't drive a like a like an eco friendly car he drove a uh, like an old nineteen eighties like yeah. you know what I mean like and then the nerd dude was totally popular because he knew all the nerdy shit it was it was hilarious um, I can't remember his damn name he's from around here too it'll come back to me about thirty minutes later yeah I just assume that's how it is right now in Channing real life. Tatum. Boom. Got Bam. It. Yeah. And the dude from Superbad, what was his name? McLovin. Nope. The other guy, the, the fat one. Oh. The one who's McLovin. Career, oh, McLovin's friend. Yeah. The one, his career actually took off where the, all the other ones really kind of yeah. didn't. I know who you're Jonah talking about. Jonah Hill? Jonah Hill. Thank yeah, you. Brittany, Boom. Brittany saw him. Uh, she was in a store in New Orleans. She walked in to buy like some shoes and Jonah Hill was just in there also shopping for where shoes. In New Orleans, like oh wow, just, Jonah Hill just in the just, store, like just hanging it was, out. like he was by himself. Dude, yeah. was like real, just a normal dude like, <laughs> in the store. No big deal here on yeah. Canal Street. She didn't even talk shit. to him. She was just like, oh holy shit. She one upped him. Nice. She I big so. staged him. Yeah, she's like, Pfft. yeah. <laughs> she like, like walked out like you didn't talk to Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to, yeah, but he was he nervous. Yeah, he was super nervous <laughs> to talk to the Brit. Oh, That's funny. Poor guy. Yeah, he'll get there. Yeah. Are you a big movie guy? I'm a. It depends on what you mean by I love going to the movies. It's one of my favorite things. Again, like we were talking earlier about music, but I'd never do it because I have children and you can't bring children to the movies, especially super young ones, or you got to get a babysitter. So it's hard to go to the movies as much as I would like to. Uh, but I, I do. I love yeah. the movies. And the ones that are good, that are rated R, you can't, you yeah, can't do that. You can't bring all. them to really anything. My, my oldest is eight. My youngest is 18 months. And uh, yeah, that's pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he would, you know, there's no, it's not happening. Big gap. Yeah, yeah, huge gap. Yeah, but uh, I love the movies. You could already be going to rated R movies if yeah. that other one had just been a year behind. That's right. That's right. <laughs> just kidding. That's right. Just kidding. Um, 
It's but just, God, the PG movies at least. Yeah, yeah, we can go <laughs> see some Toy Story or something, whatever's yeah, yeah. hot nowadays. Yeah. yeah. And I've watched that movie a thousand million times. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a good movie that's came out lately, though. Everybody's blowing up the uh, Infinity Wars. Have you seen that? The trailer coming out? No, I just saw the second or Thor, Razengar, whatever it was. The last a Ragnarok. One. Yeah. Yeah. You like, sound like me when I hang around with all the nerd people. <laughs> they start just like just this character and this guy actor played the director, blah, blah blah. And I'm over there. I like, sat and watched it with guys who knew what was going on, and I, yeah. I was like, "Who's yeah. this?" I, they all. I also came in halfway through the right before Thor fights the Hulk. That's the scene I walked in on, okay. basically, and I watched it. I just, the rest of the I just air. keep at. When's Wolverine coming in? Like this? Uh, that's yeah. my, is Wolverine in this? You know what I mean? That's like that's how far I go. I thought I knew a lot about it. I don't, I, not compared to those guys. Not same universe, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, what's Superman doing here again? To explain this to me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, my the, my buddy was like, when they were doing the Hulk and, and the Thor were fighting in the scene, he was like both two indestructible creatures yeah why are they fighting them yeah what, what the, that's why i never really i say never like I, I wasn't a kid and had this kind of insight but as an adult it's like superman's indestructible so how is that even a why are we watching this there's no unless you have kryptonite there's no fight yeah. right him and batman there's zero fight i didn't watch batman versus superman i think he had like a like a, a kryptonite suit or something. I'm assuming by your facial expressions, neither one of you saw. What about Ben Affleck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. no, you never that, watched it. I didn't either. Would... Apparently, it was shit. I didn't yeah. watch it either. I heard it was shit. You need to watch the Ben Affleck video of uh, of them talking. I forget. Sad Affleck is what it's called. Okay. Fucking hilarious. They say he was a good Batman, but the movie was shit. I've never seen it, so I don't know. Yeah, it's like heard, six years it, later. I've never seen it. I heard it was terrible. Yeah. But anyway, so if he if Superman's indestructible, he's he's moves it's faster than speed and bullet and you can't kill them. that's not fun to watch no there's no fight there there's no challenge yeah that's why I like Batman better all he's got is money yeah and, and some brains kind of like Iron Man that's true Batman and Iron Man are uh, pretty similar yeah have they ever collaborated they'd be good together I guess different I don't know if they've been in a so. movie together and I mean there's so many people. If there are any nerds watching this, they're going to be. Somebody, yeah, pl- somebody Damn. let us know. About <laughs> they're going to blow it up on the comment section like, you st- stupid yeah. son of a bitches. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like saying, like, does LeBron James play football or does he play hockey? You know what I mean? They're like out there, like, you son of a bitches. You don't know your universes. You don't know what you're talking about. It's baseball, stupid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh. Everybody knows he's a pitcher. <laughs> there's a scene in the whatever planet they're on in the Thor movie, and it looks like friggin' Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so I was just joking around. I was like, so they threw the Lord of the Rings universe into this too? Like, Yeah. You know, what company has this much money that is in control of these movies that they can just be like, you know what? We're going to need Lord of the Rings too. Yeah, we're going to put them in there. Yeah. It's funny when you, they like in the uh, Deadpool movie, there were certain characters they couldn't get in the Deadpool movie because they couldn't afford them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and he makes wow. reference yeah. to that as well. Yeah. yeah, which is why that movie was so fucking good. Yeah, can, can, so it's so self-aware. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. it's so self-aware of itself. Yeah, you know? yeah, it broke the fourth wall or whatever. So many. Yeah, because that's how the comic is. Apparently, I right. haven't seen the movie or the comics, but uh, you haven't seen Deadpool, Mm-mm. dude. Last time I saw a new movie was uh, like. Oh wait! Like I saw yeah, the room. Yeah. I haven't seen anything since the room, which That's is fine. a little weird. It's Have you seen the, the Disaster movie. Artist yet? No, it's on. It's on the thing, and I was gonna watch it after this, possibly. Oh okay. But, yeah. 
You yeah, haven't seen anything since 2008? No, yeah, you're not a, you're I'm not, exaggerating, but I don't see many movies. Like, you're not I'm pretty a big movie guy. No, I, which is funny. I love movies. Like Every time I see one, I'm like, yeah, that was your best movie ever. Well, like, at least I served up a good excuse. Just, What's your story? I'm just lazy. Okay. See, like, I'm so, that works. I am so lazy. I don't watch movies. Like That's too much work for you. Yeah. Because like, you'd have to go out and find it. Even though there's the internet and you can download it now, but you'd have to log into something. Yeah, you but I would just like to take that. this time to brag about how lazy I am. Like, let's go. I'm too go. lazy for movies. That's, like, get you some. Come on, let's get, let's get, get on my level. Let's see if you can get a Kobe for laziness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably can. <laughs> come on. Everybody vote for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> no, explain it. Like, how lazy you are. Like, you won't, you won't stream a movie that's on your cell phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't do shit on my cell phone. People, like, text me links to YouTube videos, and I'm like, mm, No. I'm just not gonna click that. But where are you at with your technology integration? Where, I mean, where? I, I'm, well I'm an old, I'm an old school PC guy. Okay, so you like have a doing, computer. Yeah, I don't like doing shit on my phone. So if somebody texts what? me a link, to them, I just won't click it. If I'm feeling like real frisky, like maybe I had some caffeine, like in the last ten minutes, I'll copy the link, paste it into my email, email myself, wait till I get home, mm. open up my computer, and then I watch it on my seventy inch screen. I'm like, I'm not watching shit on my phone, like. Mm. Yeah, my head just so, almost exploded. So, that's a lot more work to be I know, lazy. I know that's the thing. Like I'm, like, maybe not, you're not lazy. You're refined. I guess, but I'm also lazy too. Because sometimes people will just like email me stuff. I'm like, oh, that's too much work. To I could that. click this, but I could also just not click it. Mm -hmm. So which would take more? So <laughs> it's bad, real bad. So I think it's a perfect time to jump into the to the driving thing because we were talking about this before Anthony got here. I I, I want to know where he's at with that. Yeah, you had pretty bad traffic on the way here. <laughs> it, it was normal, so yeah, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> it <was> normal. <laughs> yeah, when you called me, uh, I was in. It was the, it was a, actually three lane interstate, so six lane if you want to count both sides. But uh, yeah, I was in the far left lane. I was behind. Let's pause uh, for a second. Paint the Bob Ross picture of your traffic driving experience. Like you've you've made videos that are on Facebook. You don't tolerate bad driving. No, I'm a. I think I'm a pretty laid back guy. Generally, like I don't really get mad, but man, I've got road rage worse than anybody. Okay, anybody. And, like, and we talked about this earlier. You can go back to 2016, and we touched on this. I do believe on on Anthony Patalo's podcast. I said the same thing. Like I'm pretty laid back, but when you're driving slow in the left lane, like I, it it does a little something to me. Yeah, and I don't know why. Yeah, it, but it does. And I've seen all your shit, all your posts, all your things that you've said, and I get it. Like, I get it. Why do people do that? I don't know. And that, that that's the thing that gets me, like, because it ultimately comes down to, like, why do people do that? Because typically with the simple things like camping out in the passing lane and all that stuff. That's my number one. Do you have a one higher than that? I would love to know. No, that, that's probably that's the, the number epitome. one. And that's the, reason, the number one. Yeah, the reason is the epitome of, like, things that piss me off is because camping out in the passing lane is no harder or easier than just camping out in the transit lane where you should be. Like, I have a theory on this. So it's, Something about that left lane, because you drive in the right lane every day, right? Normally, we drive, I feel like most people drive, unless you're a truck driver, you drive in normal streets. You don't drive on the interstate. I could be totally wrong with statistics of that, but that's what I feel like. When they get onto a road where there's the left lane is available, I feel like they, they get over in that and it's just like, 
like rainbows shoot up. It's like in in uh, what was it Happy Gilmore when he's doing that fantasy? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like and like the like the the slot machines pouring out money and his girlfriend's in lingerie. Like I think that's what they're doing because that's, they feel like they're doing something wrong, but it's right, but it's wrong, but it's yeah. right, and they love it. It's like I don't know, like having sex. I guess you get to see the opposite Thank sex that's, naked that's in it. person. That's like, it. Ooh, titties yeah. all up in the left lane in real life. Yeah. Woo. And they just fucking camp. Yeah, my dad says the uh, radio reception is better in the passing lane. But I like my I, like I don't my, know <laughs> I like my picture better. I don't know. Yeah. It feels better for me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that of all the things, because I get there's things that piss me off. I think about driving that the average person's never even considered. Like things, no, like even people who do get road rage. Like, well, we were talking about this before you got here. I feel like your driving style and my driving style are probably polar opposite. Honest to God, where we agree, we agree on this issue. But I, I like to drive consistent speed like a what a limo driver should be so there's no slamming you back in the seat forward when you hit a stop sign like i don't like that i'd like to be able to sit a cup in my like cup holder and like the water line like never really moves that much yeah That's i have me. cup holders and i have to make sure that my the liquid is below the halfway mark or the cup will spill. spill right Cause, yeah cause i'm trying i'm trying to tear them corners right up, see son. i don't dig that <laughs> yeah respectfully i yeah. do not dig that right <laughs> But we agree on the, but I still know when you're on the interstate, don't get in the left lane and do 40, 50, 65, even 70. If traffic's, you, if you're not passing somebody, get over. Right. It's simple. Yeah. Simple. And one of the biggest, like within that whole topic, one of the subtopics within that is um, I hear a lot of people that say, oh, well, I was doing 80. Doesn't matter. It does, yeah. Well, yeah. You know who else was doing 80? The guy beside you. So. You're not passing him. Right. So what would it hurt you to just get behind him or in front of him, just speed up for a second to get in front, and then just stay there? Here's a curveball. While I'm on the interstate, I am, I, here's a, if anybody's listening and you've never heard about this or you don't realize this, your vehicle, whether it's, you don't have to be driving to like the highest end Mercedes, BMW, whatever, you have cruise control. Yeah. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right or am I wrong? You are right. You have cruise control. When you get on the interstate, turn it on. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to use it, Google it. If you don't know how to Google, read your owner's manual. Get on the interstate, pick a speed, sync it up. You don't have to do anything with your feet. It It's luxurious, right? Yeah. People in, when the, what was it, the Model T, first car, they would have loved to have had that. They oh, have yeah. it. You have it. Use it. People don't use it. So to go back to your point, I've been doing, just let's make up a number, 75 Right in the slow lane, I'm coming up on a car that's doing 68. Let's make up a, a nice round number. I don't want to say 69 because I'm not sexually perverted. Good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm right? comfortable with this. I come up on the car and I go to pass them up, but, but they see that and it's like a challenge to them. Yeah, they speed right? up. They speed up all the time, all the time. Yeah, I know the same thing because more more often than not, I'm using cruise control in the interstate. And I do the same thing. I catch people and then I go to pass them and suddenly they speed up and I'm like, I don't know. It's like a dick or yep. I was going to say a I dick know. swinging contest. A measuring or a con- contest. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, bruh, I am not trying. And all my cars are sporty looking. So most people don't care. But every once in a while you get like that kid that like wants to race you or something and they think that i'm challenging like i'm like bruh i'm not talking i about- was miles behind you and i caught you using cruise control and when i just now nearly passed you i was still using cruise control and now cruise- that you, you now that control? you're oh constantly i'm the oh, cruise okay. control king okay. okay um 
Yeah, and then they take off and they beat me. And they're like, yeah, I'm beating. I'm like, bro, I haven't turned cruise control. I've been using cruise control the entire time. Have you ever no. made a lot of trips from from here to Hattiesburg? No. It's a lot of hills. When oh, you yeah. Get, when you get like past, like, uh, when you get back on the 49, if you take 67, you get on 49. It's a lot of this. Yeah. So Usually when I do that route, I'm 49 the whole way for the most okay. part. Yeah, so well, I know. You know what I'm talking about, that junction, though. Yeah, I've done it, I don't know, probably like Wiggins, 30 times. Let's call it Wiggins, something. right? Yeah. You, I have so many times watched it where the guy in the slow lane, you got to get around. When they go uphill, you catch up when they go past. It. Yes. When they goes down here, they, they blast. It's like their foot. You can watch the weight of their foot and gravity interact. Yeah. I don't get it. Me neither. I had to get that out. I feel better. Yeah. I had to, I, I was waiting for you because I know you would reciprocate what I was feeling. Yeah. It's just like, man, have some consistency. Because that's the thing. Like, if you want to get down to like to the basics, which is ultimately safety, like nobody wants to get into a wreck. If you, if you track, when I say track, I mean like cars or motorcycles, like if you go to a track, the primary concern is safety. And one of the f- most fundamental things, if you're tracking a car or motorcycle is predictability. Correct. Cause on tracks, uh, a lot of times like on motorcycles, they actually make you, if you have lights at all, they make you tape over them. So you have no turn signals or brake lights or anything. Like it's a rule of the track that you just cover your shit up for safety purposes. And, uh, also a lot of people on tracks don't have mirrors at all. That so, sounds a bit counterintuitive to predictability. Explain yeah. that for me. I'm not well, on track. That's the thing. When you're driving on a track, like not in a race, but just a normal track day where nobody's competing and you're just enjoying the track for what it is because you don't have the mirrors and turn signals and stuff, you have to drive predictably. Don't do sporadic things. Like, you know, if you're coming into a curve, like take the the line that's obvious to predict like don't do some sporadic shit so like i don't know i'm just used to doing that on a track which is far far more technical than just driving on the street um so because me and everybody else who tracks their car or motorcycle does that with no problems i get on the street where it's just so much easier to drive predictably on the street like use your turn signals go a consistent speed like all this stuff and then people don't like, It'd man, be it like just, being the dude from a, a beautiful mind, like a mathematician, and then you just watch somebody like take a crayon and try to do two plus two, and yeah. they just like keep writing seven, and you're like, I don't understand yeah. it. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just like I don't know. It just makes me lose respect for the person. It's just some person I don't know. It's just some random anonymous person on the street, and I'm like, man, like how how are you fucking this? So it's such a simple thing that you're fucking up. Like yeah. it's not you know. Yeah. If you got some real complicated physics homework and you fuck that up, that's fine. But this is easy. <laughs> that, this is really, that was, really that easy. That was that video that you put out there. You were like, what did you say? You were like, uh, I assume because you're on the road that you know how to put on your own pants or something. Yeah. What did you say? And you're like, I, I know, know some people who build rockets. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah. And I, did, yeah, I don't remember. I did. That was say a good bit. About, that was like, a really uh, good bit. Rocket scientist or something. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> it but, was good. Yeah. But again, and that just loops me back to the original thing. We're talking about like, people uh camping out in the passing lane without passing it's like what makes me so mad about it it's it's really that like okay you're you're keeping me from getting to my destination by like like you're gonna slow me down by like 30 seconds or a minute it's really not that big of a deal like getting to the destination the problem is it, it I see that you're doing this thing that's so easy to not do. As right. a matter of fact, not doing it is as easy, if not easier, than doing it. Correct. Like, it would be less work to have never even merged in the passing lane to begin with. Like, if you're just going to go the same speed as that other guy, just stay there. Just drive like just you normally do. Yeah, right lane. Just literally just do nothing. Just mm-hmm. do nothing. Mm-hmm. But people don't. And then they cause, like, 
this problem, which again, it's not that big of a problem. Uh, let me correct you for just a second. Have you ever seen two people side by side where there was like 10 cars behind them? Oh yeah. I have a video. So that, that's, that's, that is a big problem. Yeah. I mean, it is, but I mean, as far as like, you know, compared to like, again, the ultimate thing is safety. Like you don't want to, you don't want to like destroy a young family, like in a car crash. But I would think yeah. that that would, could potentially yeah, create could. that. That's it, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's my it, point. Yeah, exactly. I'm not doing this like for the emergency vehicle. Yes. It's a multi 18 wheelers. Like I've seen 18 wheelers like stacked up stuck. You know what I mean? Because they couldn't go because two people were just doing this back and forth shit. Yeah. And like, it's I feel like it's obvious that those are all like problems of it, but I'm trying to get even more fundamental, like never mind all those details. Like you're doing a thing that would literally be just as easy to not do it. Right. But you're doing it, and it could potentially cause all these things. The fact that you're not concerned about all these other things makes me think like you, as a person, are the most inconsiderate, indifferent, piece of shit human. Like, like, because that's the thing. I'm not gonna say most people, but I, I feel like, especially around, especially in the South, because I've driven in every, every corner of the country. The Southeast is the worst. I feel in general about doing this, but it's like. I know so many people, like I know literally hundreds of people and most of the people I know are good people. Like, I don't know a lot of people that are like, well, that dude's definitely a villain. That is an evil person. <laughs> that's could definitely the Joker. Yeah. Definitely yeah. trying to like eat babies or something like, right. no, the, like on average, most normal people are good people, but then you get on the road and it's like damn near 50% of them are just shitheads. And they do this thing, which like I said, is not necessarily that big a deal, but it's like it's, it would be so easy to just not do it. And the fact that they don't care, it's the indifference. What? The indifference is what kills me. It's like you're like just a terrible, terrible person at your core. Like you might be nice like face to yeah, face, but, here, but then you get behind the wheel and you just have utter indifference to the. Are they indifferent or are they ignorant, ignorant. in the true yeah. sense of the word? Because I guarantee you a lot of times what happens is they get behind somebody in the right lane who's going a little bit slower than they want to go. So they get over and then they just stay there. Yeah, and they don't even think about right. what's going on. Right, yeah. they don't even think about what they learned. There should be some, like I was telling you earlier, there should be some sort of like monthly news broadcast of basic driving. They wouldn't listen to it. Those people wouldn't. I feel like the requirements for getting a driver's license should be about ten times harder than what they are. Like, I feel like you should actually be able to drive like, before you do it. Isn't Europe like or Germany some different other parts of Europe? I'm not sure what the difference. England, England is very serious about driving. Okay. Like the average, just regular British person that's not a car enthusiast at all Does. will come over here on vacation and they're like, "Wow, y'all really suck at driving." Like, I heard some guy the other day, a British guy, uh, complaining about a uh, braking distance. He's like man, you get on the interstate and everybody drives way, way too close to each other. And I'm like, thank you. I know. Yeah, but is but that because too many people drive too slow? You see what I'm saying? Like, in other words, oh, it, yeah. isn't it over in like, I don't, you, uh, the Audubon, they don't, do they even have speed limits over there? Uh, or is some, it super high? From what I understand, on some places, the Audubon, they do have speed limits because there's a large portion of the Audubon that's no speed limit at all. You just do whatever you want. On the interstate, if everybody abided by the stay slow to the right, I don't give a shit what speed you do on the left. Yeah. Uh, more or less. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it like, doesn't matter. That's up to you. Because you nobody's f- going to be in your way if everybody's doing what they should. Correct. Right. It, it, the yeah, problem exactly. solves itself. And if, if you're doing 90 and you, because I mean, you know, things come up quick on you at that speed. And if somebody is legitimately in the left lane when they should be, you should be able to tell, I need to break at this point. 
right? And, right. and not smash into somebody else that's doing 75 or whatever. I get back over, you continue on 90 miles an hour. On the interstate, if you want to do 75 cartwheels in your car as you careen into some embankment, that's your prerogative, not mine. Right, exactly. But If you can't handle that kind of speed. Yeah. I don't know. But like what he was saying though is like people drive way too close to each other. I'm like, thank you. And the problem, uh, I know I pointed this out to you, Stefan. We uh, we went on that. It was like a two hour drive to uh, Florida uh, a couple of weeks ago. If you're on the interstate and you don't drive dangerously close to the person in front of you, they won't move. People will get in between you. Mm-hmm. Like if you drive at the speed, the distance you're supposed to, which is like the, at, the, at, the, at just the, at just seventy, you should be like eight or nine car lengths, which is like I don't know, like ninety feet. If you got 90 feet in front of you, there's going to be four people with Florida tags that are going to get in between Without you. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, because the average person just doesn't know, like, oh, this and that goes back to what I was saying. We need better training. Basically, like, a hot topic in our country right now is, like, gun control. <laughs> like, bruh, everybody's got a V. Ve- well, not everybody, but more people on vehicles than people on guns, and there's no training for the vehicles, and we're letting these people just go free with two-ton things that are capable of, like, 140 miles an hour. Like, you know how much damage you can do with a, a, a two-ton piece of machinery that will travel 140 miles an hour? Like, it's a small weapon of mass destruction. A I think, I think like, people would say, though, at least you have to have a license to drive versus owning a gun. Well, yeah, and then... And that, I'm pro-second that's, that's There's really not that's enough training thing, for either subjects, but... Yeah. yeah, that's my thing, though. It should be harder to get the driver's license. Everybody's so worried about, like, all oh, the background checks for guns. Like, no, what we need to be worried about is, like, make it harder to get a driver's license. Like, not that I want nobody to be able to drive, but it's like, I want the people that do drive to have better education. Cause like we were saying earlier, it's ignorance. People don't know. Yeah. Oh, Hey, this is a passing lane. People call it the left lane or what kills me is the fast lane. Like I just realized that about two or three years ago. Cause I used to call it the fast lane too. And it finally clicked like, Oh shit. It's a cultural thing here in the United States. We call it a fast lane. And that's those people who, when I complained to him, like, hey, hey, bro, why are you camping out in the fast lane? And they're like, oh, well, I was doing 80. And I'm like, so? And they're like, well, the speed limit's 70. I was going fa- I was going faster than the speed limit. I was doing, I was doing 80 right. in the fast lane. I'm like, well, that's the thing. It's not a fast lane. Like, just the phrase fast lane. Implies. Is, yeah, I'm it's, going faster than the limit, then I'm good. Exactly. Like, it's it's such a small detail, like just an intimate like detail that you don't think has that big of a, a consequence but it does like everybody even me up until very recently calls it a fast lane and it's not it's a it's, passing lane. it's not a fast lane even it's, that news article about the bill labeled it as fast lane oh really yeah, that, which bugged me a little bit but yeah uh, you know yeah and actually i think the what uh, do you feel about that you think it's gonna if that passes which i i, I thought that was already a yeah law. it pretty much already is a law they just don't enforce it like the we're, we live in a police state where they're more concerned about generating revenue by sitting in the bushes with their matte black car that blends in with the background and just getting you with their little speed detector thing. And so they can like cash in on that thing. Like I don't ever see anyone getting in trouble for running stop signs or like not using a turn signal. The only thing I ever see people getting pulled over for is speeding, which is an arbitrary thing. Like speeding. <laughs> the Oh man. You talking about phrases that kill me like i hate the i hate the term fastly but even more i hate the phrase speeding kills nope there's never in the entire history of the universe been an autopsy where the person like pulled out a bunch of speed from the corpse and like this is it the speed got lodged in their heart and they died wait a second wait a second yeah, not, not the drug but the now. actual you know Clarify physics, what you're talking about yeah physics yeah. term speed like velocity yeah. like that has never killed anyone like for 
Speed absolutely is a major variable in the event of a crash, but for speed to be a factor at all, a crash has to have occurred. For a crash to have occurred, you need either driver error, mechanical error, or like some sort of unpredictable thing like a deer jumped out in front of you or a meteorite landed or dinosaurs attacked like whatever <laughs> but speed absolutely is is absolutely impossible for speed or velocity to kill anyone it requires a, an error to have already happened and errors happen like i said you got mechanical failure and then shit you can't predict like dinosaur attacks and deers jumping out and so on and so forth but the bulk of the time it comes down to driver error and that could be negated tremendously by better education and higher requirements on driver's license mm. speed doesn't kill at absolute that is a false note like if anyone okay i don't know how many people are listening to this but if anyone can prove that speed kills please please challenge me i would love devil's to advocate that. here speed does negate your reaction time i mean that's what that's what you know the comment yeah, it's, section an it's a huge variable like and here's the thing too there's there's actually if you want to get super technical there's two ways to say you can say speed kills or you can say speeding kills that's two different things speed is just how fast you are going speeding means you're driving faster than the number the government came up with Correct. speeding you know is that so well there's a difference between a 20 mile mile an hour crash and a 60 mile an hour crash to the, into the same object oh yeah for path. sure so that but, uh, speed does kill like when I, I i say this a lot i'm like oh speed does not kill and people are like oh you know they're talking about driving like too fast. I'm like, too fast is definitely a thing. Like, for example, like you'll be going down like a highway and the speed limit is say 45. And then you get to a relatively sharp curve and they'll have like, instead of a speed limit sign, it's those small yellow signs with a speed number on it. That's the suggested speed for that curve. So say the speed in the straight line is oh, 45 yeah, yeah, miles yeah, yeah. an hour, but this curve is kind of sharp. So it'll have the yellow line, the yellow sign with it say 20. If you're exceeding 20, a cop won't, they can't give you a ticket for that's just the suggested speed for this particular curve. Mm -hmm. So all that aside, you can go too fast. Like if the speed limit is 45, but your car is physically capable of say doing 60 around the curve and you do it, you are speeding, but you're not going too fast. Now say your car, the limit is 63 and one half miles an hour and you go 64 your tires are going to break loose. You're going to slide off the road and you're going to fly off the cliff into the volcano and explode and like everyone dies. That's going too fast. I'm not saying, hey, everybody goes super, super fast. What I'm saying is speed doesn't kill and speeding doesn't kill. But at the same time, too fast is a thing. Like don't drive recklessly by any means. Like stay within your limits. Stay within the car's limits. Like don't just go 100 miles an hour all the time around every corner. Like by all means, do not drive too fast. What I'm talking about is the number on the sign that the government came up with that 18 wheelers have to abide by and BMW like S1000 RR sport bikes have to buy. Like how the fuck are you going to make the 18 wheeler and this badass sport bike abide by the same limit? Like, cause it would cost too much for two different signs. Yeah. I mean, it would be irrational to have, <laughs> and it would cost more for education too. speed, speed limits just in general, like are irrational, like speed limits make sense in an ignorant society with ignorant lawmakers, with ignorant law enforcement, where which is where, where do we, you live? <laughs> right here, like in the heart of the ignorance, like that is what's going on. Like we just need better education. That's that's all it overall. Comes to. Yeah, just overall. better education. Like if people were better educated, they would just realize all these things without me having to like bitch till my I'm blue in the face on Facebook. Yeah, because like, oh. it is a lot of times driver error is the major factor. Yeah, and you're saying that driver error or not having knowledge about your vehicle and the the 
the dynamics of physics and things like that are the big factors that when applied to speed are ultimately what create the problem. A lot of people would say that you're a crazy reckless driver and you drive a fucking spaceship. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. what is your accident record for a Zero. lot of But he's also, he go. also goes on the track. So he's like well, he he's does, like a UFC that's, NFL that's, you know level of driving, right? That's what you're, I'm going to say. NASCAR. You you would say that you would apply every bit of your intellect capability to driving, to understanding driving and to pre- like prepare yourself. For right. Driving. And when I drive I'm paying very close. I drive with two hands on the wheel. We already know your your cell phone you kn- record. You don't you don't even look up YouTube videos at home, much less texting. Oh yeah, I, I, me texting and driving is like I don't know hell freezing over or whatever cliche you want to say. Like, <laughs> and not even so much as I'm so safety conscious, but yeah, fuck a cell phone. Well, when you when you <laughs> drive when you drive a manual though, and I've learned this in the last two weeks driving, you know, the the car I have now is that you for me personally getting started learning the stick. Uh, I don't even feel comfortable doing that. You know, used to in in my other car, which is an automatic, I could get away mm-hmm. while I'm driving if I wanted to. Yeah, I, you can, like, I file don't. your taxes and style your hair and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a matter of awareness. I'm not saying it's a good idea to do, but you know, it does happen sometimes. I usually, try to wait for a stoplight or whatever. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But you know, when you're in a manual, even at a stoplight, I'm like, I don't want to be unpresent for a second. I don't want to have lose awareness of what my feet are doing and my hands are doing, what the light is doing, what the people around me are doing, especially being in that little car, you know, mm-hmm. need to be super aware of what's going on. And you're just manually or, or uh, by default program like that. Right. Because He's that's a race the, car driver. That's the right. You're the, Jerry was a race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> there I oh, am. that goes all the way full circle back <laughs> to his I just blew Halloween. everybody's mind. <laughs> yeah. Listeners yeah. don't even know what's no. going on. They're not, not even on the, the photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I look like Les Claypool, apparently. That's <laughs> it. It. Per dad, your own admission. His dad found <laughs> Primus. His dad is on. new to Primus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jerry was a race car. <laughs> but uh, speaking of which, I saw him with John Lennon's son at, 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 at Voodoo Fest like two years ago. Fantastic. I got the album after that. I want to be honest. I didn't know John Lennon had a son. How many kids does His he have? His name's Sean. Sean Lennon. How many kids does he have? I don't know. Yoko Una was a freak. Who can tell? <sighs> wow. What a, what a band killer she was. Yeah. But uh, no, they were great. They were fantastic. And I got the album, listened to it, and it's like trippy far out. You know, they switch vocal responsibilities. They recorded an album together? Yes. Oh, wow. I forgot what it's called. It came I thought out it was about like, two a, like years. a collab at a live show. You're saying they did a thing. They did, they they, did a thing. Okay. They toured together, everything. Um, we're about to find out what it is, give it proper respect. But yeah. it was because uh, I didn't know that. Sean Lennon was like doing stuff. Uh-huh. I didn't really know much about him, you know. This yeah. was my first thing hearing that Lennon uh, about Lennon's son in any way, you know. I, I never knew he had any kids. Yeah, Sean Lennon and Les Claypool. Uh, it's I want to say it's like the magical mystery tour kind of sounding thing, you know, like a Beatles sounding. Album, yeah, I was gonna but, say that's uh, real nineteen uh, seventies. Monolith of Phobus. All right, that's a little more updated. Yeah, yeah, that's the album name. Uh, and it was good. It was good. What oh, did yeah. What did Lennon's son do? What is he a singer or a guitar player? Or what guitar did... singer. Okay. Does lead work. Does rhythms. You know. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And at Voodoo, it was just the very. They played. They played covers of um, the original album of um, King Crimson. You know, and and just like far out stuff like that. Yeah. And it was good. 
you know it was really interesting but uh what are your music influences why i got started on rock and roll when i was a kid okay and, and didn't have nothing but the radio that's out here yeah uh, back in the day back in the day yeah um got into classic Thanks. rock i had a, a friend in elementary school you know and his dad and him were like big into classic rock so he started exposing me to that and that like changed my life you know when i heard uh you didn't like in your house didn't y'all it wasn't no we did we we started like that would be our default like driving to school and stuff like that uh listening to classic rock 105.9 and okay. 95.3 and that yeah. kind of thing 97.9 still get some love every now and then again but uh mostly classic rock the classic rock stations the two big ones or three big ones whatever at the time and uh and then you know um May, not mainstream but um contemporary like rock and i guess what you would call rock and roll rock you start getting into the labels and then yeah, you start yeah, associating yeah, yeah, it yeah. with mainstream stuff yeah. that we talked about earlier but um you know people like the chili peppers or like i saw a thing on incubus today their old stuff you know was like legendary to me and all my friends just you know fantastic. you're a little younger than me that yeah you're you're, you're uh well 90s rage against the machine right 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 you know and and different people like that you know a little bit of rap but uh, and then eventually, like, blues became, like, blues connected all of it for me. That's, like, the source for me. Who? Who in the blues? Uh, depends on how far back you go. I mean, I like people as old as Mississippi Fred McDowell and Robert Robert Johnson. And the real, like, the records that are just uh, the guys just sitting there like yeah, we are yeah, and yeah, playing yeah, yeah. And, and shitty acoustics. One track just. With a guitar yep. they built with chicken wire. <laughs> like, and, like the scratch in the background. Just, yeah. You can't fake it. No. Like the technology wasn't there for you to fake it. And uh, there's like, you know, these myths and these stories behind it. And it was just the precursor to, you know, the immigrant song for Led Zeppelin or, mm -hmm. or Mississippi Queen. You know, it all kind of stems from these. I met him. Who? Um, Leslie West. The guy from Mountain. Uh, from Mountain? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. He's a good guy. He's cool. Yeah. yeah. But like that song, I've I've been yeah, jamming it. Oh my god, cuz it's 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 that blend and and it was a from what I understand a very pivotal song at the time because it mm -hmm. just it has that that uh pr production richness mm -hmm. to it. You know, it's like on the par of where rock and roll... To me, and I've said this a million times, the 60s and 70s are like the golden age of music production because... I have said that because so many times. You had you had so many the times. craft of guitar and, and, and drums and everything coming together to its highest level where it was exploding from the blues. It was the sun. Rock and roll is the, is the sun of blues music. Correct. And, and so much of, once you understand that, you hear the progressions and the chords mm -hmm. and the familiar themes and the, the tone and the, the beats on the drum and the whole nine or whatever, right? So at that time, that's when the artists were getting really good at it but also the technology the production was at the best it was but it wasn't so good that you could fake it yet correct you Wait, still had to be good they didn't auto-tune in the 60s nope. right what? i, I also think were, that there, music... there was the different mainstream there was different popular and things like that but there was a brief time when like the best of the best had the spotlight correct Pink floyd was making it and and but the the music industry was different then too like we talked about earlier with rush they you you 
there was a, you got a little bit of like a few more mistakes like if you they had more artist development that's the easiest way to say it so you could maybe have one record that did kind of eh commercially which doesn't mean you weren't good you just didn't sell commercially maybe right then you got like round two your second record and maybe what, what did we say earlier rush was it three four before they like had a huge yeah, you know, was, sa- know sales wise i'm talking sales because that's what the business yeah. you know keeps they had you a in. few plateaus they had a lot more room for yeah. development nowadays you don't have that because the money's not there as it used to be so mm-hmm. i think in the you know 50s 60s 70s you know not only was the talent there like you're saying and then technology merged with that and and you had this like explosion of good music but but there was also the economics were there that that people were making money off of music because you couldn't Mm -hmm. pirate like you can now correct like i will openly admit i pirate all my music it's such a weird dichotomy to me because nowadays it's like and and that's what technology is supposed to do right it drops the cost it Mm -hmm. drops the cost to make music which then also drops what the end consumer pays for that music and the internet makes you pay zero for it now even though it is quote unquote illegal to pirate but even you know, apps like Spotify, you can read articles for days about how artists hate that because while they, you can get an art, you could record a song, we could fart into a microphone, call it an album, and you could download it in Japan. What's the furthest place from here? I don't know. Australia. That sounds like a really far away place. Yeah. You can download it in, in, from the instant we get it on the internet, you can download it in that country now, right? That mm-hmm. is crazy. And people will pay for it. No, like if, actually, they won't. They won't pay for it. They'll get it for free. Yeah, Maybe one their, person pays well, for it. Either then they way, upload you it for can free. do either way. But what I'm saying is distribution now. Mm-hmm. There's zero cost in it. It's mm-hmm. all free. Uh, if you got an internet connection, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it blows my mind that record labels still exist. Like, what? Correct. Well, yeah. well it's scaled it should down be more, four, It is, yeah. and it should be more marketing influence because when you do that, they're now, now everybody can do it. So now you have to compete with everybody, and you have to get awareness right like if, if you made the the next greatest album in the world granted we live in the same town and i know you but like if you live somewhere else how do i find out about that because now everybody's out there same with podcasting like how do i find your podcast how do i find my you know you got to get exposure there's got to be some way you have you got to cut through the mold yeah. or the, the 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 masses or whatever that's the new game yeah you know I what i mean like that's a big problem but i also can see the actual good side is that is uh like we were mentioned you mentioned now, that's a great the, i think that's a great the, side i wasn't saying that's was a bad side uh, well i can yeah there are negatives to it you know like the lack of money and so on and so forth but to me like it, it forces only the best to rise to the top like when it's the market is so oversaturated the people that rise to the top must be if, if they're not just marketing the hell out of themselves it's they're really good well like, they're still gotta, connected to the ones like you said there still are some the big four there's still there's still some out there that do that and you're right you have to step your game up but it gives everybody the opportunity but it does drive down the the economics of it mm-hmm. but if you're creative and if you notice like all like the the bands who are out now that are quote unquote big they've had to become super creative about how they make money right they don't just make money off the record that that's like the last thing they make right. money off of if you they have even different do. outlets now well yeah now you, you ever notice that a did a ticket to a, a live concert it's going up a little bit mm-hmm. right it's right. going up a lot a lot a lot a lot so that's how they make money now um you know merchandise which that's not a new thing signature products you know they there's artists out there i read a thing i don't know if you know periphery Mm. the band periphery misha monsoor there was an article i read not too long ago about him like he does a lot of um 
what do you call it, artist uh, signature model stuff oh, right. as a way for him to make money. Uh, there's certain places that they, they can't tour without losing money. Like it's, it's a different ball game than it was in 1988 when you, you know, went and played on Sunset Strip, got signed and did a bunch of coke and, you know, made yeah. fucking millions and millions of dollars. It's not the same ball game. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. As a, like, y'all, y'all two are on a way different level as far as music goes. Like y'all are talking way over my head, like, uh, technically and stuff but as just purely a person who enjoys music i love the current state of things because my thing is uh you i'm gonna pirate you i'm gonna pirate the hell out of your music and if you're good i'm gonna drive for six hours and pay so much to come see Correct. you live and i'm gonna buy all your shirts and see that's so, see what you just said though that's the new model yeah. you have to you're the end consumer you always have to be focused on the the end consumer in that regard there's no way you with the you can't shut it down you mm-hmm. shut one site down, the next one's going to pop up. There's too many forest fires that's going to yeah, spring up. It's easier to not fight it. Correct. So you, much you, easier. You, it's called embrace it right. in that situation. Roll so, with the flow. And when what, your money can go to so many other places, Amazon and all the other places that we can just digitally send our money to, music starts, unfortunately, starts getting the... It goes further and further down the line of where the consumer is going to put the money, especially if they can have it for free. Correct. But So again, then you don't charge for the music. The music is what attracts the attention to you, and you charge, like you said, you how long... How far will you drive and how much will you pay to see that band live if you like them right a significant amount some people won't some people are still going to just download music that's all they're going to do they're never going to give you a dime and so what that's yeah. just what it is to give you i have a really good real life example of this i um i was pirating music one time and uh, you're gonna go to jail for this by two, the way. 2007 i was uh just downloading just whatever all kinds of stuff and uh, I discovered some band that was a, essentially a local band from Canada. Mm-hmm. Liked them so much, drove from Biloxi to Canada to see them. Wow. Bought every shirt they had and then killer. left. That's killer. And then uh, I've seen that band seven times total, and they're a Canadian band. They were a low, they don't even, they broke up. They don't even exist anymore. But see, that's the power but, of that, what we just talked about, mm-hmm. to the good. And I only discovered them through pirating music. Had I not been like pirating the hell out of things, I would have never discovered them to begin with. So I downloaded their music for free and then proceeded to spend, I don't know, I've probably spent about $2,000 on that band. If I was buying their music, I'd probably have spent like $40. Right. It's it's actually, they, if you're good, if you're truly good, you can make more money out of people like me who actually give a shit. Right. I mean, maybe the average person doesn't give that much of a shit. I'm kind of a crazy person. Well, you're a, you, you're, you like music. Yeah. You're wearing a Rush t-shirt right now. Right. (laughs) That wasn't an accident. You're wearing a Rush album on your body. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, but the guy who's just downloading music because he wants to like have something playing while friends come over and he doesn't really give a shit about it anyway. I mean... You're never gonna get that guy. Yeah, he would have never bought your shit to begin Correct. with. So I'll Correct. Metallica, calm down. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> exactly. There was a exactly. trivia qu- question last night uh, when we were doing trivia, and they asked um, this bass player. They named like three guys, right? We're all former bass players for this popular heavy metal band. We're like Metallica. <laughs> Who's the other ones? Who yeah. are the other heavy metal? You know what I mean? Bands that have had that many bass players. You're talking about. No, just that are popular heavy uh, metal. Like, oh, okay. oh, if yeah. they're talking about like you know super mainstream that are like heavy metal, like Metallica is. Who else is there out there? Pantera. You know? Yeah, yeah. But they don't have. They're not nearly as mainstream as Metallica. They had a platinum record. But I mean, still, they like, were also short lived though. You could play Pantera for just Only anybody on the street, and I think well, right, I, I, I take that wrong. That's that's not right. No, 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 because because of. Uh, 
Phil, they had a whole falling out. Before well, how many that. years did Pantera have, though? Shit, a lot. They put out a lot of records. Like more than five? I can't quote it, but yes, yeah, close. Yeah. Okay. Google well, that's it. You enough. got the, you got that's, the interwebs. <laughs> that's enough. That's that's enough time, I guess, to have a couple different. Pit. That's a good. That's a good. That yeah. those are probably good people. Yeah. And they were he- way heavier than Metallica when they had a platinum record. I would say yeah. Metallica's big records, like Metallica's "Kill 'Em All," didn't wasn't a a huge commercial success. I don't think it went platinum. Vulgar displays of power went platinum. Oh wow! So Pantera was active for twenty two years. Yeah, yeah, they were around a long time. Realize yeah, that. wow. I couldn't quote it, but uh, yeah, they were around. How a, many a albums did they put? A out? lot. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. And they were super his... heavy compared to Metallica. Yeah. Way heavy. Metallica didn't get like mainstream until the Black Album, and everybody, all their core fans hated yeah, them for that shit. Yeah, that's the sellout point. Was the Black yeah. Album? Yeah, because like... they had nothing else matters. I think on that one or something. Yeah, I'm not even a core. I would say I'm like a casual Metallica fan. I Me guess. too. And I'm definitely ride the lightning as number one. Now that ride was before. The... Yeah, that was before the sellout yeah. point. I'm not one of those people like, oh, I love Metallica and I hate them after the Black. And I'm like, no, nah, everything is whatever. But yeah, definitely before. No, like, so, ride so... the lightning to me is like yeah. number one. Yeah. You can play. You can play them though, and hear the changes. Like Kill 'Em All, all right. is different than Ride the Lightning. They're still in the same ballpark, but when the Black album hit, it was like a totally different ball game. Yeah. Totally different sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's essentially two different bands, and like, oh, it's one of those things. It's like food. Like people who are like diehard, they they love crab, and like if you like imitation crab, <laughs> you suck. I'm like man, I know it's way different, but imitation crab meat, like without comparing it to some external fa- imitation crab meat, is pretty damn good. It's not bad, but it does like, suck compared to the real shit. Oh yeah, absolutely, I agree. But like, if you don't compare it to that, because like it really isn't that, so why are you comparing? Because I've heard so many people like, I don't like imitation crab meat because it does, it's not as good as actual. Well, what if instead of calling it imitation crab meat, we just called it like something all completely original? Then would you compare it? No, because you wouldn't be associating it. You know, like. Oh no! How <laughs> to like your lexicon, Hosanna? Yeah. <laughs> it's confusing me. Tell you what, I'm about to go take a piss, and my drink's been empty for like me 20 too. minutes. Do y'all want to take a break do you for edit? a little bit? Or do... we can chop it if yeah, okay. we want to step uh, away. Yeah, right, I was yeah, gonna good. try to like admit, like like look at you and be like, just move yeah, yeah. How many minutes Ooh, are we in? We're about an hour in. Okay, all right, that's that's good too. So. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm also gonna just as a reminder point to look up those hemp cars that you were talking oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just wondering. one. Like some dude was real dedicated, made a hundred percent hemp car. Yeah, it might not have been a hundred percent. Like Could I said, you... I think they may have still like traditional tires, but the yeah. whole the chat it was a hemp chassis. I was like, what the fuck? Right, a hemp chassis, and probably the seats and everything. Oh else, yeah, it was but... all upholstered, and what you could tell was hemp. Like the the seats looked like hemp. You know, yeah. Like, but uh. But imagine if a major car company got a hold of that and actually produced it and offered it and just allowed people to have the option to do it and it was viable and then they just kept on going with it and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like... Well, it was like... Because it runs off of hemp fuel too, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it was 100% like hemp from the structural part to the comfort features to the fuel was hemp. Mm -hmm. The whole damn thing. Which is not the first time hemp has been used to make cars. The first first Model T's, right? I think some of the parts were made out of him. Yeah, most the original cars uh, ran on alcohol. Like yeah. nowadays, we're just now realizing, like, oh shit, E eighty five, like alcohol. Alcohol is really good. The first combustion engines ran on alcohol. Gasoline didn't come into play until again major corporations at the time were like, oh shit, we got all this gasoline. Like, because yeah. I, I think they were like, 
I don't know the exact story, but I think it's something along the lines of a big company started uh, drilling for oil and they used really realized oil was a good lubricant and they would like run it through these processes. They would create gasoline and they accidentally, like all scientific discoveries, they accidentally realized, oh shit, this shit's really combustible once you run it through this process. And they're like, we have this gasoline as a byproduct. So let's start using the gasoline since it's a byproduct. And so they moved away from the alcohol. Yeah. And then of course the big, it was some large companies that started using gasoline as the fuel. So even though alcohol made more sense and was better, just like when timber overtook hemp, then gasoline overtook alcohol, and then the gasoline combustion engine became the standard. And to this day, combustion engine still the primary fuel is gasoline. Yeah. But now, like, new, more modern vehicles, like, Ford does it pretty much in all their recent vehicles. They're flex fuel now. Like you can go to gas stations that have E85, which is E85 means it's up to 85% ethanol, E for ethanol. Like you can do that now. They're like, oh, look how good on the environment. It's corn juice. Like a bunch of farmers grow a bunch of corn. Then we take the corn, we extract the ethanol from it. We put in gasoline. It's a renewable energy. It's no longer fossil fuels. Like, look how cool we are. It's like, we're simply coming full circle. It the combustion engine started on alcohol, as far as I know. Like I don't know. I don't know how you verify that. Like you can look it up. Well, online. no. I mean, we've seen corporations that buy patents out from early adaptate or not adaptations, but early creations of electronic vehicles. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they just shelve them or whatever, or buy the rights to whatever. The whole industry is embedded with each other, and they make the rules basically yeah. you know so whoever and they have the money and they have the power yeah who, it's basically whoever already has the most money whatever they're into that's going to be what's taken over so if the guy with less money has a more efficient way of doing it he's just going to lose mm-hmm. and then eventually in the future people are gonna be like oh wow the electric motor makes so much more torque and is so much more efficient than the combustion engine meanwhile like you said the electric like there were electric cars like a long long time ago they mm-hmm. weren't they didn't hold a candle to our modern ones, but still the fact that like back in like 1915, some dude had an electric car and like, we're just now being like, Oh, electric car is a new thing. And it's really cool. Like, no, like capitalism just kind of ran, like pushed the evolution to a certain direction. And we're just, yeah, it's a real damper on efficiency in the long run. Even with electric cars though, nowadays though, like, I mean, I know you understand that. Where does that electricity come from? It depends. I mean, immediately, immediately comes from the battery, but it's like how did that power get into the battery to begin with? Correct. So where did it come from? Off, off. More often than not, fossil fuels. Like that's that's my point. You know what I mean? Like I, I, like I remember like hearing about it at first and being like, yeah, this is gonna be so great, it's awesome, blah blah. And you and I, you know, I'm not smart. And then you think about it's like, well, where does that electricity come from? Oh, because some charging station okay where does that come from you know what i mean burn the fossil fuels yeah. coal some kind of you know whatever it's until they figure out like strictly solar strictly wind or a com or a combination of tidal wind so you know right. renewable shit it doesn't matter you can call it what you want tesla can make whatever they want that's great but if you're still plugging it into a power station that comes from a coal plant or burn of some kind of whatever it's it's you know it's, it's not better. Yeah, the it's real deal not. breaker is the environmental harm it causes producing the electric car. That's the kicker. You know what? You oh, know what no. I just heard that like was total fucking sucked is like Bitcoin is supposed to be the you know the big revolutionary thing in one way, but I never realized, never would have even thought because I'm dumb as a brick, is like the 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 carbon footprint 
that it takes to mine those things. Oh yeah, it's super inefficient. That's why there's so many other ones now. Like Ethereum is way more power efficient than Bitcoin and so on and so forth. So really, I see. I didn't know that. Yeah, Bitcoin was the first one. Is the most I know primitive that. one. Yep, I know that, and I know it's 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 meant to be scarce. Yeah, there's nothing like when you compare all the cryptocurrencies together. The only cool thing about Bitcoin is that it was first. But that's but, it. There's nothing else. Ethereum or whatever you, you said. Ethereum, I, I believe that's what you said. Yeah, Ethereum's a good bit more. And then there's ones it's that more are, power efficient too. Yeah, and there's okay. newer ones from Ethereum that are even more power efficient. Because than the, the 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 thing that's cool about them is that the fact that it takes computing power to generate a new coin, right? Right. Yeah, and it takes computing power to verify the transactions. That's why cryptocurrency is so secure. It's correct. It, checks double checks triple checks and decentralized yeah Yeah. it just like if guy a sends money to guy b then the whole entire network is aware that that happens and all so it's super hard to steal people's money right and which is hilarious because most people when they first hear about cryptocurrency one of their biggest reserves about is like oh it's all digital somebody could steal it and they don't take the time to think that all your u.s dollars are digital for the most part you get when's the last time you got a paycheck yeah you get direct deposit yeah buy you swipe your credit card you pay through paypal and go on amazon like it's all digital and people like oh right and then the second big reserve they're like well i don't like it because it's not backed by anything like (laughs) bruh like bro we we we, we abolished the gold standard a long time the dollar is whoa whoa slow down with all your fancy facts (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean gold standard yeah it's like the u.s dollar it's right here i'm holding it it's like Okay, well, what does it do? Uh, well, I buy it at the store. <laughs> okay, but back for you know, more a little more abstract than that. It's like, yeah. I don't like your fancy thinking. <laughs> you better slow down with all that. <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare question yeah. things. Yeah. Like, but uh, I get it. I mean, you know, the, the dollar has a you know, obviously more legitimacy than oh, Bitcoin yeah. does right now. Yeah, you know it's I mean? definitely more universally accepted. But uh, in the long run, though, I think cryptocurrency will eventually take over, even if it's another 50 years. But at some point, some version of it. Yeah, it's just like it'd be like saying, I think AOL is going to be the biggest (laughs) ever. Well, I feel like saying that it's (laughs) not eventually going to take over is being like, I don't know, 200 years ago when like you, you got your horse and buggy and you see some dude come up on his iron horseless carriage you know like model t whatever was it like, 200 years ago i don't know when it was it was like early 1900s yeah it was like 150 years ago or something <laughs> like when uh it's like four billion years well no ago. you gotta think when the model t came out the cool thing about the model t was that uh that was the beginning of the assembly line there were plenty of vehicles that were out before the model t the model t is just the first mass right, produced one right 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 but uh anyway though but it was still early. Imagine like you're living in the times where horse and buggies are the standard and you see some guy like clicking by on his maxed out at 15 miles per hour combustion engine. Who's the what's it with those wagon wheels they had back then and being like, that's just a fad. Yep. That like that is what being alive right now and seeing cryptocurrency and be like, that's just a fad. Because like most people see it as purely an investment thing. It's only an investment thing out of pure coincidence. It was never meant to make money off of by him. It's supposed to be just used to buy candy bars on a day-to-day basis. It's, right. It's supposed to be, that is what it's meant for. And in the long run, it will eventually get there. In the meantime, you can capitalize on the fact that it's a hot thing right now and it's like exponentially growing. A lot of people made a lot of money off of Yahoo in the early 90s. Yeah. It's not the biggest search engine anymore. Yeah, like what the hell is Yahoo? Like right. a drink, I guess. Exactly. Like not even real chocolate. Exactly. Like, but what? searching for shit on the internet is correct the greatest yeah thing again ever Bitcoin, no but 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 search engines are still a, a, 
a viable thing. Yeah. Meaning that, like you just said, Bitcoin. You may have a fuck ton of money invested in in Bitcoin, and you may have made a lot of money in Bitcoin, and you may still be making a lot of money in Bitcoin right now. And then all of a sudden, it's like product X Y Z. You know, is the is the next Google, and your money was in Bitcoin. It's like I lost all of it, but. XYZ is still cryptocurrency, like you're saying. It's right. it's the same thing. It's just a different, more efficient, better suited, you know, 2.0 kind of thing. Yeah, basically, Bitcoin's the caveman, and eventually we're going to get the right. rocket ship. Correct. But uh, Correct. even in the meantime, like whatever's the most technologically advanced one right now, when it's all settled, when the dust clears, it's probably not going to be any of them that exists right now, currently. Oh, I would all, definitely believe that. Because mm-hmm. it's taken so long for this whole investment craze to like to settle that technology you know it comes out exponentially so by the time all this investment shit calms down and we can finally just use bitcoins to buy candy bars or cryptocurrency to buy candy bars that's gonna be a few years from now and there's gonna be a new one out well it's it's, already happening yeah no 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 you can buy candy bar they've been using it certain people certain places to buy things since like 2014 occasionally you'll see craigslist ad like local stuff like some dude selling like a barbecue grill and he's like hey give me like 80 dollars or 80 dollars worth of any cryptocurrency right which is funny because it's still no matter which cryptocurrency is it's always 80 dollars worth correct so we're not the reference point yeah Yeah, there's no doubt there's no doubt we'll be there when we stop using the dollar to reference what cryptocurrency once yeah. cryptocurrency is the standard then we will have it's made too, it but. it's too volatile right now to oh use yeah it. absolutely there's no you yeah. know it that's why it's more of a, a more attractive as an investment tool because you could put twenty dollars into it one day not right now but you know a couple months ago you could put twenty dollars into it and that twenty dollars could turn into fifty dollars or something yeah, you know easily. in a day yeah you know so yeah that's good in investment that's not good when you own it and you want to buy the candy bar yeah. You know, yesterday it cost me, you know, $20 worth of this cryptocurrency to buy this. And, to, you know, tomorrow it costs 60 That's not good when you're purchasing. Yeah. Back in November, it was fluctuating. It was so volatile that it would change. The value of one single Bitcoin could actually change by about $1,000 within like 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. So at one minute, like it's worth like $15,100. It's a new age gold And 10 rush. minutes later, it was worth 16000 even. And 10 minutes later, it was worth 14500 Like So in 20 minutes, it, it was just like absolutely insane. So as a person who like day traded at mm-hmm. the time, if you were good at it, you could have made millions. People like, did. Mil- yeah, they People did. did. Yeah. I made $40,000 in December and then I lost 45000 in January. <laughs> but yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing you can say <laughs> to that is, uh. yeah it was a it was a it was a fun ride though I definitely learned a lot so yeah uh. and you're still not totally given up on it too i mean oh no still, i'm still that's still my primary thing even yeah. after having like completely lost all that so yeah it's still there but yeah i gotta pee <laughs> yeah. Go pee. i'm actually out of the yeah. second the beer now again did so. we do we make it to a good point uh we can step away for again if we'd like I'm good. I, I yeah. I was just gonna let it roll and get another beer. Okay. All right. I didn't know. I didn't know where everyone was at. I actually kind of got to pee again too, to be honest. I waited as long as I could. Yeah. Is this normally how you do it though? You just chop it back up after you're done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. If it requires it, usually don't take as many breaks. But like when I did when I did the one with Jim Pinkston, I like I was like, dude, that's the one. I, I had rehydrated like all day. You drinking a lot. No, I was. He, we weren't drinking at all. We didn't have any alcoholic beverage. 
we were just chilling and talking. Okay. He was sitting where you're sitting. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and I was just like, he got done with the story and I was like, well, hey man, I got to go pee real quick. Is that cool? And I think I left, like, I left that part in. Like, I edited the silent time from when I was away. Yeah. You got to go. You got to go, folks. Oh, okay. And we just kept rolling. I, I listened to that. I was, and, and I wish I was so blown away. That was like, when, are we recording still? Yeah, we're still recording. I was like, that was, that episode, when I found your podcast, and then I listened to a couple, and Dave Elliott, I remember, I don't know which order I got, Dave Elliott or Jim Pinkston first, but when I got the, to the Jim Pinkston one, and the Dave Elliott, but the Jim Pinkston one too. Hey, you want to bring me another one too, Anthony, when you come? I, I was like, I was blown away, honest to God. Like, I'm going to toot your horn for you. I was like, you like you were doing what I initially envisioned doing, and I don't know if you did it on purpose or it was like like because because at the time I didn't know you were a musician, you know, and I was like you fucking got Jim on like 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 his own words, not not like some you know bullshit like I see it in quotations in a fucking blog or like on. I just sat him down. And you sat and him. talked to him, which is why like I don't I don't like. And I'm, and this is a, this is a, we talked about this earlier, like a Joe Rogan you mentioned earlier. I don't think of these as interviews, and I don't, I don't want to have a podcast that's an interview. That's I usually have to use that language just so cor- people understand. Correct. People aren't as familiar. Correct. I mean, look on a correct. Level about correct. Stuff, but. but it's it the better term in my mind, and I know you already know just by hearing you say it, it's a conversation, and that's way cooler than an interview. An interview is, you know, and it, we're splitting hairs here, you know, but what you did with Jim, because I grew up like going to Jim's fucking music store and it, I can hear his pitches right now in my head. Like, you know, I, it was just, yeah, his, his cadence, his, his, his uh, well, we're going to show you the he next, was dude was a salesman, man. He was not only, he didn't, he not only know the industry, but he also worked in the industry. He was a professional musician, you know, he was a professional musician. He was a professional businessman. He was a professional, years in yeah, business, dude, that's, that's clout. And, and I don't know who's listening to this. I don't know what year you're hearing this. Jim was running that business in that music store during the internet during musicians friend like when that started happening you could go into the store i remember this and you would like look at something and think oh i know what this is online and jim had to compete with that and he did like right off the bat it wasn't no secret he would say like yeah i know it's it's like it's it's cost this much online you know and jim was a salesman he's like but were you gonna bring it when it doesn't work you know what I mean? Like he sold the fact that he was local. You know right. what I mean? Way and better than that. He had services yeah. for fixing. Correct. And he had, C- correct. You know, correct. A little bit correct. of everything. And he had whether or not that plays out in the long. Exactly. And what and it did play out in in his why he was running sure. the business. Perfect for this yeah. area. You know, all slow, of us local dudes knew. And, like that's where you went. Right. It was it was cool. So when I heard that you had him on. That was the interview. I was like, fuck, dude. This dude, Steph, has got it going on. Like, he hit, <laughs> he hit the nail on the head. I didn't know you played music. And then I listened to that, and, uh, dude, that was, it, it didn't, didn't really hit home when he passed away. Two months later after we it was it. it was weird. And he says on the podcast, you know, I'm not going to die to, uh, tomorrow or whatever, so then next week or whatever. And I was listening to it. The day he died, I listened back to it. Yep. And, I, and it's about 10 minutes in, and he says that, and I just... I just had 
I turned it off. I was walking around like, you know. <laughs> Whoa. Wa- yeah, yep. it was yep. crazy. It was. I forgot he said that. I didn't nope. know. We talked for an hour and a half or whatever it is. You forget. But, you but, say, but. just for a minute, imagine like a minute ago, we, walk, we walked through Anthony's uh, particular story right. where he described a lot of particular things. Yeah. So imagine mine. I'm talking about like, I want to get into podcasting and it's all this big thing or whatever. Then I find your thing and then I like I see it online. I'm like, and I text, you know, my buddy Anthony, and he we have this little back and forth. My and then buddy. like like my my uh, background is like you know music and local bands and all this thing. And then you have him on, which is something that I would have loved to have done. And then he passes away. For for me, it was even a shorter time frame from the time I heard your podcast online to when he passed away was even shorter than what you just say you interviewed him here and it was what two months later mm-hmm. so the time frame from when I heard your podcast to when he passed away was even shorter than that mm-hmm. and when I heard your thing I was like dude that was such a good idea such a great thing I listened to a lot, to all of it and, and Jim painted such a good picture of his musical career his business career getting a speaker di- oh Go to his store and buy something from him, and you heard him do that. Oh, yeah. And he did all of that. On, so that's cataloged. Where else is his story cataloged? The last one, him working decades in the business, both from the show business side of, of, a, of a producer, a seller, and working in it for decades. And, and I'm pretty sure I have the last... Yeah. Thing on record yes. that was publicly But like what he was saying, Having where no when idea. before that? When was the last time? Not not that? only that you're the last, but where else and I could, could be wrong, don't really give a shit, but where else is his story on audio? Correct. Yeah, besides yours. Correct. Where? Where? When I when I heard your when besides I local news clips, 5 minute clips and stuff like that. And, and no no disrespect to the news like that. Well, that's but that's bullshit. That's how it's done. No, that's just it's just well, that's just how it is. Yeah, that's are, that's the business. Those are interviews too. That's are five minute. Interviews. Correct. Yeah, that's the difference between interviews. watching a sitcom. That's what is it? What is it? Thirty minutes and it's actually twenty two minutes of it, and then there's mm-hmm. commercials in between. It's a long format interview in some cases, you know, because in his case, I have specific questions I want to ask him, and which is great. Right. That's my point. My right. point being is that you got his take on him per the questions that you asked. It's just good, man. And nobody that doesn't live here gives a shit you know probably and if you you know if you're not even in the local music scene in that era Mm -hmm. that he had that store you may not care maybe somebody hears this a hundred years from now or 50 years from now that for whatever reason it just if you're interested in the art of business or music you have something to learn here or both or the or like uh, you know you ever you ever read an article or a story on Facebook or wherever that talks about Biloxi in the 1920s. I, I saw one not too long ago. It shows like Howard Avenue and it's all tore up and it was like converting it from rail cars to like paved streets because now cars are a thing, you yeah. know, and you see the like all... Say, yeah, and, and they... The pi- you can see it in the environment. Correct. The pictures said everything. Well, for, for from whatever part in history now forward, you're going to have audio slash video slash whatever technology goes to next with augmented reality and 3d all this 3d bullshit this could be 3d recorded at one point right and people could watch that if we was doing that that technology is just here animation now. alone the easier and the more realistic it can be you could just recreate the images of us doing it you yep know? so if anybody ever wants to for whatever reason know about music in the gulf coast at that time they can go look and up then, your 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 interview of jim and he paints a really good picture of that and I just, like I said, when I heard that, I was like, holy shit, that's, that's, <laughs> I'm super selfish in that, in that respect of it. I know most people won't, won't, 
uh, that doesn't play music on the Gulf Coast may not relate to it in that way, but I did. And mm -hmm. I, I like when when he passed away, Taylor Roberts, I don't even know who that is. If you know who that is, he's a local musician, plays in a band or whatever. He put a lot of stuff out because he worked for that guy. A lot of people that I know on Facebook put out posts about Jim's passing that I could relate to because, again, being in that little scene Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think that if you're in that scene now, it's super valuable that you got that interview at that time and you didn't know that he was obviously going to pass away that quickly. Um, I thought I was going to talk to him. I was excited because I thought I had opened the door with Jim Pinkston. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. He's about to retire. He, you know, is right over there. Exactly. And I'm thinking that like, I'm going to hear more of like the life story and the business and just different things or whatever, you know? Yep. Um, because when I, I just basically went in and told him all the things that you said about him basically and said, I hear you're retiring. And I wanted to, I came because I wanted to pay my respects and thank you. I've spent a lot of my first dollars as a musician here. And he had, there were times when I went in not knowing what I needed or what I wanted and just read an article I thought and oh, man. said, Hey, you oh, know, I could tell I you so to, many I stories. I, need, I think I need this for my acoustic guitar. Yes. I haven't bought, I just read and I haven't ever bought one and I've had one for like, he goes, thank goodness you haven't. And then he would just yeah. tell me and he's yes. like, don't waste your money. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, like, that, what you just said, and I know what you're saying more than the actual words you just said, mm -hmm. right? That means a lot, you yeah. know, for local people here that are musicians. And I think he, he, he believed that. I think he believed I was genuine, genuine in what I said. And he was just immediately agreed to it. How and did we, you get him in here? I mean, not, not that that's that big, humongous of a feat, but did you just, first of all, why? That's what I'm saying. Why and then how? I just talked to him just like that. That's what I said to him. Just stuff like that. And he Like in person or did you call him? Yeah, that's my, I went down to his store. Yeah. And I said, I heard you were retiring. I came to pay my respects. And thank you. I spent some of my first dollars here, all the stuff I just said. And then he was like very humbled about it, you know, and we talked for a little bit and I said, um, you know, I know you're, you're going to be busy with a lot of your business and stuff closing down, but, um, I've got a show that I do of just sitting down with local, you know, businessmen and artists and stuff like that. And I would really appreciate it if you, if you have the time to, and he was like, Oh, I would love to come and do your podcast. That sounds great. He's like, I do have to wrap up with all my stuff, blah, 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 but we'll make it happen. And we had to push it back about three times, but I kept going down. He said, yeah, we'll make it happen. And eventually we just made it happen. That's so he cool. Just, man. That's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cause that's he, kept, killer. he kept staying in business longer and longer. Yeah. And longer, so, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. killer to yeah. me. And, and I'm giving you the total outside perspective. I didn't even know that you were, related to anthony at all like we we this came about because i was telling you at public jack's house one day yeah they're like oh this other podcast blah, blah. And you're like yeah that's my cousin i'm like what you know really yeah he already knew about coastal noise yeah I, I i told you the organic story which i told you earlier about how my other buddy like i thought i had a like unique <laughs> idea. A good idea yeah i got a good idea and i found out like <laughs> An then, entrepreneur. son of a bitch you know i'm not original you know and then my buddy texted me back you know he was like you know danny tanner had you know wake up san francisco douche you're not you're not new to this you know and i was telling him that story and he's like that's my cousin i'm like no it's not he's like yeah it is <laughs> I was like, yeah, really happened. I was like, that's weird. 
small yeah, world and after which, all. In connection to all that very same stuff, I was telling you just a couple weeks ago about how I was surprised being five years in because I had a point. I've been busy with other stuff, doing finishing up. I'm actually about to next tomorrow about to hand out the first copy of a book that I wrote to travels to India that I've been working on for a year and a half or whatever it's been. And I was, so the podcast and stuff I'd been, I haven't done a podcast since I did one of myself that I was going to do like in 2018, start doing solos, like kind of the first ever solo things and just do that as an experiment for the year. Right. But my last like actual guy was Abraham Partridge and that you interviewed that I interviewed and that was like in October I want to say or something like that so you know this is the first thing that I've done and I specifically like I was telling you I was like I'm surprised like I kind of let it go hoping that like maybe I would just get a random spark or something and that that's you that's you now that's weird how great is this conversation that that we've had enjoyed that's so weird the whole time I've had I've had that experience and I just let it go I didn't do anything that's weird because listen and I'm gonna give you the the other end of the story that you don't can't there's no way you can know so when I when the Jim Pinkston the Dave Elliott which we needed to maybe talk about that for a, a split second like I see all like this is an idea that's in my mind and then I look it up and it's already been, you've already been doing it. So I'm like, wow, that's so fucking cool, you know? And um, outside looking at him, I'm like, there's already this other guy doing it. Then Anthony tells me that y'all are related. And it's all, it's just, I don't know, man. That starts, shit starts connected on this whole other different thing. And then I look at, I look at your page and I'm like, he's, you're doing this. It's way, way before I was into this or even thought about, not into it, but thought about doing it, right? You've been doing it since what year, you told me? 20. This is we're going on five years in June. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like looking at all your stuff. You did all the Crest interviews. I listened to all that stuff. Remember when Crest, Crest Live? Yeah, Chase Taylor and Joe's Joseph mm-hmm. Ball and still, all that. Still I know, see him from time to time. I know yeah. all those guys. I yeah. know all those guys from music. Played there a few times. And then I'm watching. And then I'm looking at your like content when you post it or whatever. And then I see it like trail off. And I'm like, I don't know what what, what happened. Like, what are you? And then I heard in a couple of you were posi- you were doing other things, and I don't I didn't know what those were. So now I'm hearing now tonight because we're here that you're doing a a book or something. Book or, travels. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I I try to travel, and I love to write, and writing has always been a thing that I've kind of through testing and everything through school, I've always scored really high on. Okay. But I've never been particularly interested, and in, and then podcasting brought like a verbal thing to it. Correct. And then when I realized that writing as an exercise is as, just like when we were talking about playing guitar, it's kind of hard to do when you have a lot of other stuff going on in your life. But when I actually would sit down or start writing things, I would shut off. That's I, what I do. It was like a skill, and it was yeah. You kind of shut off, and 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 you uh, like most of this book was written longhand, which like to me was crazy because I for I always was trying to figure out do you do it by longhand or do you use these computers and the technology? And I've done both, but there was something about just like being on those travels and writing with a pen. I had a physical notebook, and it was dedicated to the very thing that it was that I bought it for, and I used it, and I just. You lo- when you say your travels, you went places. I went to India. The book's about like a uh, precursor to me going to India, um, meeting this woman who I was working with at a psychiatric inpatient hospital and uh, come to find out she lived in India for 20 years in the Himalayan mountains. So she wanted to go back for possibly like the last time of her life and asked me if I wanted to go. And for me, out of college, 
India, for whatever reason, was the number one world travels place I wanted to go to because it just seemed fucking alien. You asked earlier what what the far... New Orleans, India. It, um, New Delhi is like the total opposite polar end, okay, of, of, of where we are right now. Correct. And so I went there. We went there for a couple weeks, and I met all these people from all around the world. You meet... Uh, people from the Netherlands and Australia and other parts of the U.S. and they're all there in India for whatever reason. Spiritual. A lot of people go there for spiritual reasons, but also because of the people and the food. You know, there's all these reasons, and it's pretty cheap. And they're in this weird transition from third world to first world. And I went there and just had my mind blown from one place to another, going from from where the Dalai Lama lives. I went yep. to where the Dalai Lama lives to major cities like New Delhi and Mumbai and things like that. And I just wrote the whole time because the woman that I was with was super interesting, like one of the most interesting people I'd ever met on my out of my first job out of college. I had this crazy, you know, a crazy place to me. I'd never been exposed to the stuff that I'm seeing, drugs and and people being brought off the streets on uh, salvia and stuff and hallucinating for hours, you know? And, um, I just knew that I had something on my hands. I said, better document it. So I did. And I just kept working on it, working on it. And I kept in touch with the people. I call them, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? Like got their stories and kind of putting together this, this thing of like, why India? Because a lot of people, they hear you going to India and they like, Oh, you better be careful. And, and this and that. They but say the same thing. They say the same thing about New Orleans. Yeah. You know, Florida, I like, I love beaches and stuff like that, but it's like the default stereotypical Correct. thing. And I've been there, done that. And we live here and we get that and mm. we can, it's accessible to us. So I want something a little more extreme, a, so a different culture, you know, get out of the bubble. We're a very big, bu- I've said this a million times. We're a bubble. North America is a bubble. We got white people above us, other other white people and it's basically if anything ever happens to us they're pretty much guaranteed to have to get involved because you know uh what else are they going to do it's canada you know right and then south america that's in between those two things what do you got we got our enemies over across a giant sea and then on the other way we've got more white people it's europe it's all of that so we're in this bubble and we get this news pumped into us, these major news outlets and these corporations that take over in this own political system. And we get caught in this little thing of, of just what our culture and society is. And we get stuck in that. So we're in this little. So being being where we are situated is great from a strategic standpoint. Yes. But then you also get that cultural is what you get that like mental you lock. Said. You get yeah. that mental lock. And. I wanted to go somewhere that was just alien and just right. weird. And for, for whatever reasons, I took philosophy and religion courses in college. And India was just one of those places that kept pulling to me. Like Colorado was a place that I just read about and it kept, it kept pulling to me. And now I've been like four times and it's one of my, it's my like favorite place in the U.S. That's pretty cool that you're, you're somebody who takes something out of their head and like makes it a reality. Yeah, a lot of people don't do that. I think if you want it I mean, badly seriously. enough, you can make it happen. You just have to have like what we were talking about earlier about dedication and and the willingness. Yeah, but those to, are pe- those are words that people don't like. Nobody <laughs> I don't, well, don't want to be dedicated, man. You know, you know, I don't. But the name of the game is. I don't want to have. You, mean, you have a choice. Wait, you have a choice. Yeah, I have to work for that. No, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? But you, you, you know, you did that, and that's killer. That's killer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So just have the having your hand in a couple things. Like I try to do that, you know, and be decent at them, and and build, uh, build something up so that so that I we can get away from the. I think we're gonna have to get away from the old 
ways of working like these 40 hour weeks like how i don't want to insult anybody but like how how did we get into that you know because well that was the way of life that was the system we were brought up to but now we have technology and technology is going to come along and you can order anything and robots are going to make it and then deliver it through automated cars and all these things in these industries are going to go away what are you going to do with all these people well, he, and we're just going to get more and more people what are you going to do well uh, it's it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a huge huge issue that somebody's going to have to address is that and it's already it's already happening now and there's some really good examples of it is that as technology gets better human work as humans as a workforce as it like you just said 40 hour work weeks right you get paid per what you can do right and that's how you you function in society is what you make per hour how much money you take home and what you can then buy from your hourly wage and what you you, you know financially you have We've already seen the you know technology replace like you mentioned earlier the guy with the like when the Model T come out right if you if you make horseshoes for horses and the Model T comes out guess what your business is in trouble if you're a blacksmith like you just got really reduced right makes sense same things happening Amazon killed bookstores books a million whatever uh the internet is taking over everything when it comes to our economics, right? And so if you're, if you're as a person, you're not positioning yourself to benefit from that, to be able to manipulate that, you're in trouble. And it requires some degree of intelligence and some degree of forethought because the system right now is not, in high school, they're not telling you to become you know like savvy in technology it's still the same like go to college kind of you know song and dance yeah exactly (laughs) like go go learn about like xyz diploma i don't want to name any specific because i don't want to offend anybody but you know the degrees that are like fucking not worth the paper that they're printed on you're not getting a job for that you know what i'm saying so like if you're not catching up to the times you're gonna get you're going to get screwed bad, 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 bad. Because it's like you said, robots that make, what'd you say? Like robots that make, they make everything and then like serve it. What'd you say? Like what was the example that you gave a minute ago? Just total automated service. Everything. From, everything. Yeah, everything. yeah. From the order process to the, right. the process. Yeah, so what, what, do you, what do you think in 10 years? How many people you think are going to be at McDonald's taking your order? How many people in 10 years? I mean, look years? at Jacques Fresco exactly. and his ideas of self-building oh, buildings, you know, yeah. just machines that, uh, that just run the program and they yeah. just create things. And like, and, like you were saying, it's a major problem that uh, people aren't adapting to this and that's where I think like all the Jacques Fresco shit really starts to hit home and it becomes actual solid shit that like oh this crazy old man that was all a futurist like 80 years ago is now like oh it's really hitting home who just died within the last year yeah too, died, by the way. Uh, last no year. was it um, last year i think so i was so, so mad when i saw that picture of you and Brittany and him <laughs> i was because at that time i didn't know y'all were into him i thought that was like only i not only i knew about that but i didn't know that y'all knew about that yeah. you and Brittany. And when I saw that photo, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, y'all went, like, exactly. It's all about, like, execution. Home too hard. No, no, like, in a good way. Yeah. But it was, like, all about execution. Like, right. you, I had been seeing that dude for a while on the internet. I didn't fucking buy a ticket and drive to fucking Florida, which is not that far away from me, and go see him like you did. Right. And Brittany did. And I was like, Damn, that's awesome. <laughs> you know. And it was. It was awesome. Yeah. I was impressed as hell. Now, that being said, I still 
like I as much as I can and have researched what he's been about, what he said is like I still don't I can't buy into everything that he said. Yeah, he was an extremist. Only oh, because sure. hold on, only because you he had a lot of uh and I hate to use this word, but like utopian ideas. Don't mm -hmm. you think? Do you uh, think that to a degree? I think I think that's one of the biggest problems with people accepting him is they just assume he was an, a utopian because he a lot of the stuff he says does sound like it, and even like you're saying as a person who's heard him a lot, it still even still sounds like it. But I, I don't mean to discredit him when I say that, or like because because th that's what a lot of people do. Like, oh, you're a utopian. Like all your ideas are shit. I don't think that at all. But I do remember. And you, you probably remember him or know more about him than even what I remember. But, like, you only take what you need. Wasn't that one of his big things? Yeah. Mean, meaning, like, resource-wise. Right. People are, only, people are never going to do that. Not, not the current psychological state that people in the masses are right now. That's not going to happen. Right. People take what they want, yeah. not what they need. So... I get and I get he's he's 50,000 times smarter than I am but you have to be realistic in the same sense and I'm not bashing him because like I said I, I was a I'm I'm follow him on Twitter and the Venus Project and all that shit like I when I saw that I was like hell yeah like somebody thinks that way is been think he's been what 1970 when did he come on the scene Oh man, I don't know. It's hard a long to time. Yeah, ago. it's hard to define when he came on the scene, but he died last year. At, I think he was ninety something. No, uh, no. What did he, he make? Hundred and two, hundred one, hundred two. Wow. Because wow. he had his hundredth birthday uh, just a few years ago, and uh, I think I forget his birthday, but he's he was born the day before, or the day after me. Like our birthdays were like one day removed. Okay, which is pretty crazy for me. But um, yeah, getting back to what we were saying though, talking about like the forty hour work week and all that. Um, I think that came out of necessity though. Yeah. Like it's, it's inevitable. Like that's what's going to happen. Technology is going to advance and society is not going to be technology will always advance faster than the culture can. Like, Correct. I was talking to my grandma about this, uh, just last night, even I was like, look at, uh, Albert Einstein, Albert Einstein came out and he like really pushed, Yep. he really pushed him up. He's like, y'all look, we can take matter and Take, take some matter, just a small bit of matter, and make a ridiculous amount of energy with it. Yep. So, like, he he knew what he was doing. Like, he saw the potential. But then, like, you got to look at him. He was leading the way. Everyone else was behind him. Like, culture, society will always be behind the guy leading the way. So, this guy came out and was like, look, I just came out with the most efficient thing ever to make an enormous amount of energy from nothing. And like, first question, later, how do we make money off of that? Well, no, well, we don't all yeah. fuck you. you know what I mean? Yeah. That's always the first thing. But like the second thing is, uh, the, the way humanity reacted, they're like, let's make a bomb. <laughs> and then Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I would love, like, and, I, and I need to do my own research on this. I think this would be a killer. Have you ever heard of the rare earth elements? nuclear reactor no i wish i had more information to give you. we we need to look all that like the three of us need to look that up we need to have a podcast on that only yeah i don't know and anything the hemp about car. that huh and, and the, the hemp, hemp car, car. Yeah, let's do let's write that car. down for two ideas <laughs> rare earth elements nuclear reactor that's a, supposedly it's walk away safe meaning a regular nuclear reactor that we have nowadays 
you have to put energy into it to keep it from melting down, right? Yeah, and if to, it does melt down, you got a problem. A huge problem. A rare earth element nuclear reactor apparently is it gives you energy and then when you pull the plug or walk away or turn everything off or a tsunami hits, it just stops. Oh, okay. And I've watched a ton of YouTube videos on it and like the difference between using, you know, the weapons grade plutonium, uranium, uh, you know, whatever that uh, isotope is that they use for that. Yeah, uranium 243 or whatever. Thank you. Thank you. That's why having more people in here is better than one. <laughs> Uh, that was weapons grade and that made more sense when you want to make bombs but if you want to make just energy it's way better to do it this way but we didn't do it this way because this way makes weapons and we want weapons and we don't just want just like pure energy so that's like my we I'm going to get you to investigate that <laughs> and we're going to do a podcast homework assignment yeah homework assignment for you <laughs> um you know I heard uh Jordan Peterson the other day I was watching something the Zeitgeist guy no, uh, that's... Oh, a, oh, no, 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 that's the Canadian. Yeah, Canadian guy. Oh, I, you're into him. Oh, yeah, I fucking love Jordan oh, yeah. Peterson. Jordan he's catching Jones. a ton of he's fucking truth. flack. Though. Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah. Yes. Because he won't do the gender pronouns. Yeah, he's uh, he's viewed as a radical Republican by people who don't listen to what he's saying. That's crazy. It's hilarious. They're like, he's such a radical conservative. He's like, no, he's actually pretty politically neutral. It's just what he's saying based on current political climate makes him seem like a radical right but he's basically some guy that doesn't really give that much of a shit about politics he don't just, give a fuck yeah he's just saying some things he's just like hey look here's some science like here's some logic can, and reason but can, like do you, can Democrats I ask a quick, are like oh can i ask a quick question though when when i listen to him I, I do two things i go one you're smarter than me and you're you articulate i feel like i can articulate things decently but you do it way better Dude, he's the king i can't yeah and quicker anybody and quicker you yeah. do it way quicker and and you're better but but outside of that when it comes to the core concepts of what you're saying i go that's common sense absolutely 110 percent, just like common sense mm -hmm. but apparently yeah people want to go to war wait a second apparently that's not common sense no anymore. <laughs> how did we get there i don't know how yeah it makes me sad to see all these people typically like i said left-wing democrat if you want to use i hate using the word liberal to define democrats but liberals um those people like really like shut down anytime he says anything they're like oh you're just pushing the patriarchy and he's not he's actually completely against that what he's saying is like look we're different and here's our differences like like he talks about uh, the wage gap. I love everything he says about the wage gap. Like he just shuts that issue down, and people just people that already have it ingrained in their heads. Do that you there mean is male versus gap. female, or just in yes. general? Yes, the male female the wage gap, because the common idea with people who believe in that are like, oh, men get paid more than women, and he's like, you're you're being too general. And that, that's the thing with, I think, the difference between the way Jordan Peterson thinks compared to how most people think. He takes all the variables that he can imagine into consideration. And most people, people get too general. And he's always like, people like, women get, he's like, people are like, men get paid more than women. And he's like, yeah, but what do you mean? And they're like, they're like blown away that, that he would ask. Don't even question mean. me all about that. Yeah, yeah. They're like, well, look, if you look at every single woman and then average them together and you look at every single man and average men make more than women. He's like, you're not taking enough into consideration. He's mm -hmm. like, even if that's true, which I'm not saying it is. Look at the jobs that pay more. A lot of jobs that pay more like like crazy things like I'm just going to 
like pick a real wacky one, but underwater welder, mm-hmm. underwater welders make like 125 bucks an hour, like starting out, like, and there's nothing about being an underwater welder that being naturally born a man, you're predisposition to Correct. be better at it. Correct. What it, the difference is, is more men voluntarily choose to follow that career field. Correct. So when you factor in all the men in the world and all the jobs that men do, and then you factor in all the women in the world and all the women that jobs do, in the end, the men absolutely are making more money, but they're volu- nobody's forcing, nobody, it's not like a communist thing where like, men, only men can be underwater welders. No, it's only men that are stepping up and volunteering to Correct. do that. And it's nothing against the women that don't choose that, but the women that don't choose that and they voluntarily choose jobs that just pay less that a man could do as well. Like nobody says like, Oh, a man can't do this lower paying job than an underwater welder. That's right. Don't lose your shit and say like, Oh, there's a wage gap. Well, you're using a lot of facts and a lot of like common sense and that's, that's offensive. Yeah. And it really is offensive that, that, you know, from everything I've heard, you've you've never, you've never heard anybody step up and like chant, like there's not enough women construction laborers. There's not enough women construction laborers. There's not what, what, you know, is it because women can't do that? Yeah, they can. They absolutely can. Is it because, you know, all women are greedy and they all want like, there's just like a small section of people that bitch and complain and can make a case or a, they propel themselves forward by complaining about shit like that. In my opinion, squeaky wheel gets the grease. Exactly. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's a weird world. You know what? We live in a world where everybody has an opinion and they get to, broadcast it just like our three narcissistic asses are doing right now right so you get to hear everybody's opinion on that shit yeah so and uh yeah but i just got on to jordan peterson as something i was trying to to how'd you how'd you find out about him uh rogan's podcast yeah he went on rogan and uh i don't i don't really listen to podcasts at all hardly um but Whenever really good ones come out, all my friends like Bob Martin, like, listen to this one. Enough people hit me up. They're like, listen to Jordan Peterson. I had like six people tell me. So I did. I'm like, holy shit. Yep. So I was like so inspired by that that I looked up some other things he said, and, you know, just hearing him doing lectures that are on YouTube and something like, man, yep. I've never heard anybody that talks like this guy. Like he articulates. Yep. Very, very, very similar to the way Jacques Fresco does. Yep. Like he chooses his words super carefully. And then people people don't truly listen to what he's saying and they just have prejudices against him. And they're like, Oh, you're some radical conservative, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I can like from an external point, external of Jordan Peterson and external of like his, uh, naysayers or however you want to describe it. I can see why they would think that, but I can also see why they would think that because they're not being open-minded and listening to what he's saying like just listen it's called having preconceived biases before you go into a conversation i don't care i'm sure if we sat here long enough i can find something that you agree that like you feel passionate about that i don't like i completely disagree with but as i'm an adult and i understand like that you have your mind and i have my mind and as long as like like we can find some kind of common ground. You know what I'm saying? As long as you're not like into like murdering, you know, thousands of people or, you know, something, you know, you know, 
crazy hey, like question what i do in my free time as long as you're not hurting anybody else like we can we can kind of come to an agreement yeah i feel like and i but there are other people that they're not like that like yeah, you have people. to you have to believe what like first just you know playing a, a role playing game here you have to believe what i believe and if you don't believe that there there is it's it's all black and white and if you don't believe what i believe you're wrong and i'm gonna make you wrong or try to make you wrong against all odds all facts all reality to make sure that i'm right that doesn't make any sense to me no i no one is ever always right, ever. Yeah, like I don't of, feel like. I mean, yeah, really, one of the most read books of all time. It's like, as far as I know, it's in the top five most read books. I'm counting the Bible as being the number one one. It's still in the top five, like like within the four below the Bible is a Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is written in like nineteen. I had a friend of mine bring it's that like book up the other day. It's like required reading in business school. Yes, and my he's opinion, a business it's, guy. It's probably one of the best books ever written. In is all it of really? Humanity. Have you? Re- I've never. Re- he had the the book, and mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of funny, and thought it was a joke. No, it's legit. Yeah, I, I, I own the book. Best book? Are you talking about the game book? Dale Carnegie, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence crazy. People. Yeah. There's a lot of super basic stuff in that book. It's like when you read that book, as you're reading it, it's like everything in that book you kind of already knew. That's how I but felt when you about hear, it. Just hearing the but top, when you hear the, somebody the say it, it really hits home. So and well. like, yeah, you he, he, he like ties it all together. Yeah. And uh, what we were going into, like people shutting down and not actually listening to each other. That's one of the things he hits on in that book. He says, but see, that's so common if, sense to me. If you're going to, here's the thing. Like, I'm going to try to say it as simply as I can. If you're going to have an argument, the two parties before beginning the argument need to realize what is their common ground. They need to both agree. So can like, I, say you, can I give you it's just for one second here? And I don't want to like take this off into a whole nother direction, but you mentioned it. Somebody mentioned it earlier, like gun control, mm-hmm. right? All this shit that's happening, people getting shot up in schools and kids dying is absolutely terrible. So to what you just said, Whatever side of the argument you're on, don't we all agree that people slash children slash anybody dying is bad? Right. Let's start there. Yeah, and then work up from there. Now, I understand it's a very complex trek up the tree, climb up the tree. Yeah, but let's start at the roots. Let's find the thing we can agree. It's like a standard. If you say you like the Second Amendment, and I, which is not true, say that I don't. I don't think. Let me let me reverse that because it makes more. <laughs> if I like the Second Amendment and you don't, I don't think that you value children's lives any less or more than I do, regardless right. of however we stand. Exactly. People twist that real quick. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? The, especially within the media. Correct. But, yeah. but and that's what he says. It's like before before you begin an argument with any person ever because if you don't do this it will continue to go on and on and on and nobody will ever it's like you ever seen like a diehard scientist arguing with a diehard like theologian somebody that's like definitely religious like you got one person that's dealing strictly in facts like hardcore material facts and another person that's doing faith-based stuff so it's two separate languages and they're arguing infinitely and they will never ever 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 come to a conclusion it just goes on and on and on and like they don't establish you gotta you gotta cohesion. come with that. Yeah. cohesion. 
you gotta have it it's which it's funny speaking of science like that's how standards work like one meter in the united states is equal to one meter in spain Correct. which is equal to one meter in nigeria like there are standards with mathematics. That's the beautiful thing. It's the universal language of mathematics. It's based on standards. You have a standard. That's how science works. Like you can do an experiment. Say you. Uh, that's what I like about Jacques. Can I, can I, can I interrupt? Uh, Jacques said one time, and that's what sticks out in my head. He said, you can, you can have two opposing points that are not connected. And if you need to build a bridge in between those two points, he said, politicians can debate. I'm, I'm paraphrasing like a son of a bitch politicians can debate all day long about what you need to connect those two points but you put a bunch of engineers together there's no debate yes yeah, it, it is what best. it is right so and I, when i heard that i was like that makes a shit ton of sense like there are certain things that are facts right yes. how much weight can this table hold based on this material over this much span there's no debate there's no debate you know, you can lie, but yeah. the truth the is the truth. The table will collapse at a certain exactly. given weight. Built with this kind of material over this far reach, with this kind of design, like, you know, all the factors that are involved, it, this is going to happen. You can say whatever you want, but the truth is going to come through in mathematics, like you just said. Right. But when it comes to, like, politics, religion, all these other things, you know, what is the best, Here's and this is not my quote either, what's better, chicken or steak? Steak. <laughs> what's better i guess steak that's what okay. that's what i just heard guess even what? though i'm eating chicken right now <laughs> that's funny which if you're still in this at this point i don't even you've think earned you it care if you you've earned it chewing. but okay. but you can edit all the all the other bullshit out not gonna edit shit yeah yeah <laughs> but the thing is is that there is no right answer to the chicken or steak argument right you either like chicken or you I like disagree or you like both exactly exactly you're one of the fundamentalists like it's damn fucking steak you're gonna eat steak you know there's no when it comes to a subjective point there's no, there is no right answer. Yeah, and if you properly, if you properly establish standards, you can determine what is subjective and what is objective. Correct. And when you, when you happen upon a, but gun control or gun violence or gun things has a level of both, which I feel like neither are appropriately shared when people talk about it. Right. right? If you use statistics, which that's hard to do, I get when you're talking about people's lives. It's very hard to use, just use the numbers, but what do the numbers say? It's, that's 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 not it's not a good conversation yeah, people want to have. Who is presenting the numbers? Correct, to, and, and where do those they, numbers come yeah, from? I like, get all that, yeah, and, and that's uh, how it gets super ugly, you know. But I just feel like that if we all understand that we're all in the same. But you know what? When you talk about like like mass politics or mass media or mass exposure or mass news reporting, it's not about finding the solution to the problem. It's about finding the most people that want to watch your show or that want to hear your it's ratings, emotions. Based. Yeah, whoever's the most yeah. or it's splitting people down the middle so we can get votes. Yeah, let's make some teams when there weren't teams already. Like, yeah. Create exactly. a problem where there were no problems. Exa yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this is and that's what got good me in the long run. What, what like I was I was for a few years like super big into following, uh, and I and I still like to listen to it, but like politics and stuff. It's like, but once you realize, it's like just like you said, if somebody wrote two plus two equals on a piece of paper, you're gonna sit there and look at it, and what are you gonna do after equals? What are you gonna look at? You're gonna go two plus two equals what? What's your brain gonna do? Four. Yeah. But when you look at politics on a, a large scale, 
a lot of it, it I may be, be like oversimplifying. It may not be quite as two plus two is four, but a lot of it is. And it's it's Somehow two plus two. With three and five. There's and people writing sixteen. There's square. other people that just just drew a finger, like a middle <laughs> finger on it. There's other people that's got like you know like just uh, drew a turd emoji on it. Yeah. Certain people just like wrote a question mark, like what do you think? <laughs> other people like is math even real? Yeah. Like it's just so crazy. Seriously, like, where is Carmen San Diego? Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. No, it's two, just, two plus like, two. Eventually, when question. you follow it long enough, you're like. I can't keep up with this, and I, I, you know, I feel like now I understand. <laughs> hey, y'all are fucking with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I get it. It only took you know six years of of watching. You fucking with me? I get it. <laughs> okay, 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 no okay. You know, it's like so now I'm like, yeah. I don't know, man. But it has power. They control shit. They make the laws. Can you smoke this plant? Can you buy this piece of property? Do you have to pay this tax? You know, your mom died. She gave you this. We get a percentage of it. Why? Don't ask us. Just shut up. Because we need roads. Yeah. We need roads. Yeah. Roads. roads. In quotation marks as they bomb something else yeah. or something. But, yeah. Getting back to Jordan Peterson, getting <laughs> back to Jacques Fresco, getting back to the topic we were on earlier of uh, automation starting to take over things. Um, I feel like it's, it's happening. It's inevitable. Like you perfect example is uh McDonald's. You walk in now and you pretty much type in your own order at McDonald's, which is what the 15 and 16 year olds have been doing for years anyway. Like it takes no training to hit a picture of some fries. People are so resistant to that because our culture is designed like every single president, every single president we've ever had. When they come in, they do their state of the address or they do their acceptance speech or they do their they're going they're talking about make more jobs. They have to more jobs. They have to. That is what our culture considers to be a good thing, because like we're based on like money as being the staple of like this is how successful you are. So we want, yeah, more jobs. Every president, no matter they're Republican, Democrat, or Green Party, Libertarian, nobody gives a fuck. What we want are more jobs. So when we hear that machines are taking jobs away from the 15 and 16-year-olds, which is where we all started, unless you were born into wealth, like even the people who are wealthy and they made it through wealth, most of them got like the minimum wage jobs at McDonald's and then became like whatever later. So when we hear that machines are taking jobs away from these people and it's like okay machines are building cars now machines are making our sandwiches where do we where do all these we have all these people that don't have jobs what do we do and it's super scary to people and what jock fresco has been saying the whole damn time is like all your fear with like everybody losing their jobs to machines stop it don't be afraid of not having work enjoy the fact that you don't have to work to survive we need to push that what we need to do is make it to where everybody can live their entire lives they can be born and die at the age of 150 and the whole time they were had minimal work but had an enormously high standard of living because we embrace the technology like instead of like yeah, making your goal to earn the see, most money like make it to where like all your food is made for you. And like, I'm getting extreme now, but like all your food's made for you. Everything's delivered to you. Like everything becomes eventually. Well, this automated. is where I, I don't want to say I deviate, but this is where like, like where the rubber hits the road. Like, so how does that play out? You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, the transition. so until, until you have, did you, you, you saw I robot. 
No. The Will Smith. Oh yeah, you don't watch movies. We no. talked about that. Earlier. So until you have the robot that is like sen- like sentient enough to where it can do it, like hey robot, go cook me this meal. Hey robot, go build me this house. Hey robot, go wash my car. Like it has to be that smart to where it can just do everything, whatever. Right? Hey robot, take out my liver and like you know put the new one in. It does whatever. And when you break down, robot other robot comes and fixes you until you have that how, how do we get to this utopian that's the big question thing. how to and, transition and then, when the, and then when the robot's that smart how does he not just chop your head off and not give two shits about what you just said yeah see i don't think there'll ever be like a great robot takeover like in the matrix because like robots only run on programming like they only do what your program you're wrong do. right now you just what you just said is wrong what now yeah they already have ai programs that are like what they program into it and then it does its thing and it comes out with something else. Oh yeah. Like they have them to where they can basically learn. But even, even in that sense, like is a robot ever going to like come out with on its own, like selfishness and greed and the want to take over. Like, yeah. I think, the fir- I that? think the first thing that the the AI Google this, if we can, the first thing that the AI robot did was like, ask why it was here. It was some weird, like super, psych, like physio, uh, uh, philosophical. It was weird. Yeah. They've also had two robots in Microsoft talk to each other, AI shit, where they started creating their own language that that it that both robots understood, but that we didn't. Yeah. Now whether that means anything, whether that was actual, like you know, you know, had anything to do with anything, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't dig deep enough into that to to understand that but there's already anomalies that are happening now right they already have robots that can replace like the 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 guy at fedex that picks up the box and like puts it into the place where it needs to go those are there now right so what's going to happen when that robot can carry a machine gun yeah but see, it's our responsibility to never give it that ability to begin with. It can learn all Google Boston Dynamics right now. Have you seen that shit? Uh-uh. Dude, they have robots right now that have legs, arms, and like a, you know, not like a face, but it's like, it can do a backflip. It can jump on boxes. It can pick up a box. It can get kicked over. Oh, yeah. Thing, stand back up, pick the box back up. They okay, have, I have seen that. I they have robots there. that look like cows or like some kind of like horse that run on all fours. I mean, this is 2018. What do you think it's going to look like in 2030? Yeah. What what's going to what's it what is it going to look like when they when they're this big and they fly and they like, you know. <laughs> Where does your mind go? I know where mine goes. It's like it's got like some little thing, and they like all land in your head, blows you up because that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. Or what? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm paranoid. Like, <laughs> I don't think I am. I don't know. You sound pretty paranoid. I do sound pretty paranoid, but it could happen, or none of it could happen. They can only go as far as we program them to. In the beginning, now if one, if it only takes one guy, if one guy writes the program to be like, hey, yeah, but they've already as, done that. Be as best as you can be. They've and, already done that. That's not paranoia. They're not wor- Watson. 
is an IBM computer right now that is supposedly like can scan all like your medical records or whatever and come up with it like diagnoses. Fact check what it knows about medical technology or uh, medical um, information versus you, the patient, scanning against all these a you know if this then that kind of shit, and then come up with a diagnosis. An accurate diagnosis, yeah. The, 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 and and when it comes to like it right now where we are right now, when it comes to information, like again Google, Go- when you Google something, when it's like black and white information, it can do it like that, right. No problem. Way quicker than you could ever do it or I could ever do it. Yeah, because I can look it up, but then I got to read it. It takes right. me a while to read And it can do it in point zero 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 three four seconds right. and give you 50,000 results. The The complexity is, is when it has to multidimensional think and and come up creative thinking, like creative solutions or whatever. That's where it's struggling right now. But like they're conquering that. Yeah. I, I feel like Terminator is, is a... <laughs> you know like a predictor of what's gonna happen right yeah maybe maybe i don't know but even if that does happen if you look at just like the standard theory of evolution like a long enough timeline then the superior beings taking over like yeah who, who are we who, who, who are we to stop the higher being this you know? is true like uh, another quote that's not mine the human race is the sex organs of the machine yeah <laughs> not my quote <laughs> yeah the hu- human beings are the sex organism yeah. of the machine that, that's a good one yeah. yeah i don't know just like that chicken dinner i just had <laughs> that was super good i feel like that's a good place to close it on man i feel like we covered yeah, everything i just chicken literally, dinners. literally just finished yeah yeah like You're thank god now. you guys were here <laughs> yeah like thank Thank God you were here, Anthony. I would have had been a just, successful. Game I would have had a talk G. just now for all that time. <laughs> yeah. mm. like, I feel like you should at least mention that steam pot that cooked that chicken while we were oh, doing. People it. know about the Instapot. Instapot. They'll see a lot. Of, I posted a picture while we were doing that. It was just like nice, good shit here. Nice, just like that podcast. Well, Jared, man, that was fun, man. I had that a good really time, good. man. I love your room. I love your setup, Thanks, man. Let's do more. Let's not make this a one-off. This was fun. We should definitely. Do. I feel like we could probably fucking rant for oh, hours easy. as proven yeah. so we're already easy. at the three hour mark and yeah, even when we took breaks we didn't stop talking so wow yeah you know, this is the first break. podcast i've ever done where i've been assigned homework so i'd say this is you have homework serious. and i and i really feel like you need to do another i'm surprised you didn't already have a podcast to be honest but you need to, you, know, you need to do more episodes well you're kind of your driving thing is its own version of a it, that's true yeah. that's true you know? it's just a different form yeah. Does that have a name, by the way? No, and that's what no, pisses me off. A, and you invited me to like how not to drive, which I thought was you, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, not. I yeah. did too. No, so, I'm, I'm the helper I, in that. I'm not even the main guy. I liked it. I think just because I, I thought it was you. I was waiting to see it, your and shit. I figured it was good shit. Yeah, anyway, so I'm gonna so. dislike that. You need to create your own. <laughs> you need to create your own thing. It needs to be only your shit. If you had just a Facebook page of your fucking dash cams, either cut in. Or separate of your opinions when you rant all out, uh, vodka up or whatever, whatever your deal is now. Yeah, because I get way too opinionated every time. I look back and I'm like, damn it. But it's funny, though. It's it is funny. That's all that matters. That's all that matters if it's funny. Yeah. So mm. work on that. Yeah, you have two so- uh, sets of homework. Yeah. Anyway. The second one's a big assignment, though. What was the first one? I don't remember. You told me. To, oh, you told, I think you told me to look at the Boston. No. Earth. Rare oh, rare earth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, if you remind reactors. me, I'll remember that. 
I'm going to Google that again because I watched a shit ton of YouTube on that. Rare Earth Elements um, reactor. Reactors. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You don't even have to assign homework to other people. Well, I forgot about that until you just said that again. I'm glad you wrote it down. Glad you told Th- me That too. shit was... We're all glad. It's like that Jacques Fresco shit. It's like that Jacques Fresco. It's like it's too good to be true, you yeah. know? Thorium. It's called a thorium reactor. A thorium, Thorium yeah. reactor. Anyway. Maybe it's all maybe it's all smoke and mirrors. Maybe none of it makes sense. Which, by the way, props to you for going to the Venus Project before yeah. you died. Yes, so, yeah. I, talking again, about accomplishments and like getting people on like in their last stages. Yeah, like, last no, it's a difference. Pretty awesome. It's the difference between thinking about something and executing on it. Which again, it was like a podcast was like a like a thought for me. Then seeing your stuff and it's like, man, he's somebody else is already out there doing it. It's just, it's a good thing. It's the same thing for like music for me. I remember like, I want to be in a band, you know what I mean? And it was like, I can never do that. And then you do it and it's like, other people are doing that. And then you meet this whole group of people. It's just, it's like we were talking about earlier. It's so much better to have more people involved than to just be your, just be by yourself. Period. I don't care what you're doing. Venus Project, music, podcast, whatever. The more people involved, as long as they're not like assholes or something, oh, yeah. the better it's going to be. I feel like if we had, uh, well, if if all three of us had known each other, this is our first time sitting down and talking for yeah. people who don't know. Uh, we should have all gone to Rogan last night when he was in New Orleans. But I, I just, was, I, I know, I couldn't swing it. I couldn't either, and it was a weeknight. I was so yeah. pissed. Malcolm, you know Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Malcolm he posted, uh, Joe Rogan is now in my top 15 level of, co- or top 15 uh, list of comics and I was like I read that I was like oh he was in New Orleans last night I was so mad I knew yep. he was coming soon I didn't realize it was that I still thought it was a few more weeks I may try to catch him in Nashville but I don't think yeah. I can pull it I off I saw him in Austin it was really good you met him mm-hmm. that was another pe- person you, you uh, yeah along with Tommy Wiseau speaking of disaster yeah. artist and I met uh, Maddox if anybody even knows who that guy is but I don't know yeah I need a refresher yeah, on that every that's time that's old school internet that's like yeah. yeah but yeah nope I don't know who that is. I hung out he, with uh, Jamie Bestwick for like two weeks. A few, I hated years Rogan. Ago too. I hated Rogan for a long time. Like not personally because I didn't know him, but uh, I knew him from Fear Factor. Are y'all old enough to remember that? I do remember oh, yeah, that I was a thing, but I, I, don't, I didn't really watch. TV I hate. No, I I didn't either, and I hated. I just it. saw him as a host. Like he didn't strike me as either. It was like here's a guy who just yell, like yells, encourages yeah, you, some douchey yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and so when when he, when. So that was when reality TV was like blowing up, and I've hated it since day one. Yeah, me too. I'm talking about hated it with a passion. So then uh, I can remember when the internet, this is so weird. Like, you know, your grandparents, like, they didn't know when, they didn't know television. Like, we're going to be able to tell the story about we didn't know the internet. Yeah. To your kids or your kids' kids or your cousin's kids or whoever's kids. I remember when there was no internet. They're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it's even more significant than not knowing television. Way more significant. Yeah, exactly. You had to go to a store to get what? You know what I mean? Like the last biggest invention was electricity. Right, right. And the internet is probably bigger than that. Yeah. But so Rogan to me was was a reality TV host, and I didn't dig it. Anyway, long story short, once the internet started becoming like where it was on your TV, like through PlayStation. You know, for me, that's how it came about. Like, mm-hmm. and I started googling all this shit. He started showing up because of his podcast, and I'm a, I'm always into like 
the Jacques Fresco kind of things, like the philosophy kind of things, the um, dimethyltryptamine kind of things, at one hundred percent, the Zeitgeist movie kind of thing. We didn't talk about Peter him Joseph. Yet. That's his name. That's I didn't know if it was Joseph or Jackson, yeah. and that's what I was thinking of earlier. All these kind of things, and he starts. So Rogan starts showing up, and I'm like, Why is this? Yeah, I'm like, I, I was like, Fuck this dude. He's like, He's like, Why is he in this? Like, he's 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 for lack of a better word, a douche. This is way long ago. And then it only took me a couple episodes to realize. And then once I realized he had a podcast, which I still didn't even really know what that was, I was like, oh, he's on the same level as me. To me, he was the new Charlie Rose. I don't know if y'all know who Charlie Rose is or ever watched Charlie Rose. Mm -hmm. Charlie Rose used to have a show on um, NPR where he sat down literally in a room like this with a black, it was literally black tablecloth. It was him and another person, and that was it. And they, there was no frills. It was no bullshit. And they just, he interviewed people. And he was so good at interviewing people. And he had always the best, like from world leaders to like this guy that just wrote this new book. And I used to love watching him, man. And then the internet came along and like Rogan kind of filled that spot where he had all the cool like psychedelic guys or the philosophy guys or the Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of guys, you know, what would have been Carl Sagan's, but he wasn't alive, which Carl Sagan was on Charlie Rose at one point. I was like, all right, Rogan's the new, he's the new man. He's yeah. the new scientific, the fringe artist, right? The, the not mainstream, but mainstream, but a little bit of this other shit that not everybody accepts, and he mushes it all together, and it, it's amazing. He's such a good just facilitator. Like his, he's he got is. Such, like, such a good bullshit detector. Yep, just, and he comes from, he, he says it, like the, 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 the masculine ape kind of, he the he's not male. the smartest man on the planet, and he, and he admits that, but when you hear him start interviewing people that shit that he's into, He's asking all the questions that should be asked so you know enough about it to ask the right questions. Yeah, he's a smart-ass motherfucker. Like, yeah, that's yeah. my... Yeah. And he's a comedian, which makes it funny. So, I don't know. I, I feel just, like I, all the great, most successful comedians are very smart people. Without a, like, 100%. Look at George Carlin. Who's ever been like, George Carlin was an idiot, nobody. Nobody's ever said that. <laughs> well, it depends on what you call smart. Yeah. What would you make on your ACT? Subjective. Okay, you made a perfect score but you, you get in a room full of people and you can't talk. Yeah. So we're all different. We're all, I think everybody's a genius. You just yeah. have to figure out what, what it is. Yeah, just how you define it. Right. And some people squander it on drugs or whatever, or, or just don't give a shit or whatever, but you have the potential to be a genius in your own way. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like if you're not physically uh, handicapped, even like, Stephen Hawking, mental, mental Stephen Hawking just passed away two days ago. He was mentally handicapped or yeah, physically, I should he say. He was supposed to die forever ago. Correct, just out of spite. <laughs> his his <laughs> brain, out of spite hey, just lived anyway. His brain decades. said, "Bullshit, we're yeah. doing this." You know, yeah. shit's ridiculous. Uh. What are we at now? Six hours? Oh, uh, that's some somewhere around. This is like the filibuster of podcasts. <laughs> I feel like. Like the southern thing, we like blocked a bill. We blocked a bill on the fucking house floor tonight. Yeah, yeah. We should do it again for sure. Yeah, I feel like we're we're just stepping away, just that we can come back later, just like we've been doing. This is episode one. Yeah, it's a series, a mini series. Oh, a mini series. Yeah. Promote this for on the commercials for a little while. Yeah, hey. I just want to let y'all know what I just ate was fucking fantastic. It was really good. <laughs> you look good. super happy. I haven't you eaten ate dinner it. yet, so nice. besides that vegetable soup. Nice. But that was uh it was great. 
Winner, winner, so, chicken dinner. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. That let's was fun. It. That was. All right. That's it. Uh, <laughs> that's it. There's no, gonna, there's no I don't have to tell game. you anymore. It's just yeah. that's the end of it. We're yeah. done. We'll do I'm it again, maybe. <laughs>